Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Dances up front, right? Gets to sit in the chair. You want your little booger eater on my show? Meet Randolph Smiley. He once was rich. He once was famous. And he once was sane. Rainbow Randolph is the man. Yes, oh, yes, he is. They kicked me out of the corporate penthouse. I'm homeless. I can assure you, this network cannot survive another Rainbow Randolph. Sir, it is my personal mission to find a satisfactory replacement. Get me Smoochie. You're telling me that Kidnet is finally ready to pursue a show of Smoochie caliber. Hey, it's Smoochie! body was barely cold and you went to work for the rhino i gotta eat don't i the only way to take back his career is to take down his replacement in this jungle going on safari safari hunting season what's this trust me sheldon it's a handy accessory to have in this business never ends carry my back now and forever Edward Norton, Danny DeVito, Catherine Keener. What does it all mean? Death to Smoochie. What up, High Fivers? Your boy, High Five Tom. I've got my very good friend Ethan here on the other side of, uh, well, I guess the other side of the state, technically north of me. But Ethan, how are you this, how are you this evening? Doing great, man. Doing great. How are you? I'm well. Now I get to see your beautiful face. The things are just a little bit better, so. You know, and first and foremost, I do want to thank you. I've been wanting to get you on in some form or fashion, and I'm glad this worked out. So thank you. Uh, I am too, man. I love doing these, and uh, yeah, I'm excited. Um, and yeah, this is something new. I know this is only about the sixth or seventh movie um, I've done, but this is the first movie reviewing I had not seen before. So uh, yeah, we're on, we're breaking new ground for me here, Ethan. So I, I like to uh, I like to expose people to new things. Yeah, and uh, I was I was pleasantly surprised. I will admit, because um, I, I usually watch these a few times. I'll watch it just, you know, kind of watching it. And I have to admit, the first time I watched it, I didn't like it. I was really? Like, what did it get me into? But yeah, it's, it's, it's a different one, yeah. Yeah, and it's it's kind of right up my alley, which kind of – and I love Robin Williams, and we'll get into that. Um, you know, but definitely as I watched it and kind of dug more into it, I definitely got a much greater appreciation of doing some research, so I I do have to commend you on that. So it, it's definitely a, a fun little flick for those that yeah. haven't seen it. Yeah, and for people that can't read or didn't read, uh, Ethan and I are going to review the 2002 dark comedy classic "Death to Smoochie," starring Edward Fucking Norton in a role that you're not used to. Um, and I mean, so. Fight Club came out what year? It was like 99. 99. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, like, he's, you know, on that star level now after doing Fight Club. I think he's done the score and maybe something else between. 
American History X. Oh man, yeah, I suppose yeah, American History X. Yeah, man. Yeah. Didn't even think about that. Shit. And to see him play this character, such a, a clean cut kind of a guy, is just so out of left field. Yeah, and and we'll we'll get into it, but like the whole time you think he's just gonna fucking. You know, he's just going to lose it, but he, you know, I mean, we won't spoil anything, but he, he did, yeah, he, it's that way through the whole movie. You know, I was kind of expecting him to, like, you know, grab an AK or something, but. Um, he's squeaky fucking clean. Yeah. Uh, but also co starring um, Robin Williams. And uh, it's still, I know it's been almost 10 years, but man, every time you see Robin Williams, it's, it's hard. Has it been that long? I think, I think it was 13. I could be wrong. I might have been 15. Um, and I know it's been a while, but man, like. And he was such a big part of my childhood. I know. Well, I'm, same, you same. Know. I think, I, I think for a lot of generations and I think still even, you know, generations, you know, beyond he'll continue to be. And really should be. Um, as well. He should be. Absolutely. Yeah. But, uh, and some people that like, I don't know. Do you ever watch any Robin Williams stand up or anything? Oh, Absolutely. Um, yeah, because like his, the one he did, it was actually probably around when this movie came out because I think it was shortly after 9 11. The Robin Williams on Broadway, holy shit, put Eddie Murphy to shame. I was like, wow, this is not the Robin Williams I'm used to. So, and this definitely carries over. And the other thing, so this is 2002, but he did this movie, but he also did Insomnia and One Hour Photo, man. Like, yeah, you, you know what I mean. Like you, you look at the body of work that man had, and yeah, you lost it, some good ones. It's 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 ridiculous. And Good Will Hunting is probably top ten favorite movies of all time. So I know that's obviously a different role, but um, but we also have uh, Catherine Keener. Um, I did not realize. Cause I mean, I remember her from like uh, Forty Year Old Virgin. Uh, sure, sure. Other movies, but I guess she's she's got two Academy Award nominees for Best Supporting Actress. Oh no shit! Yeah, I didn't know. So like, oh. yeah, and she fucking killed it. Um, and John Stewart's in this movie. Always good to see John Stewart. John Stewart's great. Yeah. Um, Danny DeVito. Um, another person I grew up with. So I mean, love me some DeVito. Um, Harvey Feinstein as Merv Green. That's just one of those guys that like you know him the second you see him. Yep. You know. Um, and Michael Raspoli. Um, who I forgot was actually Jackie April in The Sopranos, but also someone that's been all over the fucking place. But, um, but Ethan, I didn't know if you knew this. So the character of Spinner, um, I guess Henry Rollins actually um, went out for that part. Yeah, yeah, Henry Rollins dread for the part, and uh, getting it into the stand-ups again. Now uh, Henry does a bit. Okay, so he's, yeah. he tells the story. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So nice. So your body. So you have seen it. So I was like, I didn't know that till like yesterday. I was like, wow. Oh, sure. Yeah. If you haven't seen that Rollins, but it's it's very very funny. He talks about uh, you know just getting very very into it because he knew that he wasn't going to get the part, and just scaring the living shit out of Devito and this poor woman that he's reading with, and he almost got the fucking thing. Yeah. I mean, it went down to him and Michael Raspoli, so that would have been, you know, and it would have been interesting to kind of see where his career had taken. I mean, because he was doing bit parts, you know, up to that. I mean, he wasn't he. Um, shit, what else was he in? 
the chase. That's a classic one. So and then like you know, like later on, obviously he's in like a whole season of Sons of Anarchy. Oh no shit. Oh yeah, yeah. He plays like some like very, very like straight laced white supremacist esque guy. I think he was affiliated with like one of the meth dealers or some shit like that. I don't oh. know. Yeah, I don't want. I need to. I need to. There's so much. There's so much to fucking watch. Jesus Christ. There, there's so many shows like that that I've watched and started and then never finished. Yeah. Uh, Sons being one of them, I think. Yeah, I never finished Sons. Never finished Breaking Bad. Oh, dude, yeah, finished Breaking Bad. I was like, I gave it a second chance. I gave it a second. I couldn't get through it the first time that I tried to watch it because I could not get over how insufferable his wife is, Skylar. Yeah. Like the whole time, like, you know, you're supposed to be like, you know, thinking that like Walt is turning into this terrible, terrible piece of a human being, but I'm just too distracted by how fucking awful his wife is. Yeah. And so like, yeah. that makes you cheer for Walt, and you're not supposed to. No. Okay. Are you? Like how far did you get, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, I think ish. I think I got to when Gus got exploded. Spoiler Oh, wow. So, dude, you don't have that much further to go. But, I mean, at this point, I'd probably have to start the whole thing over. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, there definitely wor- there's definitely worse ways to spend your time, so. Yeah. But, I mean, I could almost, like, sit and watch Wrestling Challenge, though, too. <laughs> and, I mean, I tell you what, like, that that, that angle with Orndorff using Real American, it's it's pretty slick. Yeah. On the peacock. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this movie premiered March 29th, 2002. Um, only uh, cost $50 million and only grossed $8.3 million. So to say it was a flop is kind of a understatement. So I'm sorry, it cost them $50 million to make and it grossed $8.3 eight. Eight. Eight you know, but I think like a lot of these movies, um, obviously, so I mean, because obviously you picked this because it's a, a huge movie, but um, you know, it's really kind of become a cult classic. Oh, absolutely, yeah, it's definitely like in that that kind of a niche genre, if you will. Um, yeah, and it'd be interesting with the twenty year anniversary coming up. I wonder if they ever do something, but um, yeah. But uh, we'll just start. Might off- be able to get the uh, the four K Blu Ray at the Walmart. <laughs> Well, she could probably get a quick trip too. They don't sell DVDs at Quick Trip, do they? Yeah, they do. Oh wait, no, I'm thinking of uh, Loves. My bad. Oh, oh. yeah, a lot, Yeah, I spent a lot of time driving. So, um, but yeah, just starting off with the movie. Uh, starts off with a little clip of a um, like, well, he's a hippopotamus, and I keep calling him a dinosaur, but oh, he's a rhino, man. He's a fucking rhino. Rhino, why did I say hippopotamus? Why did I write hippopotamus? They're similarly shaped animals, I suppose, but like... Yeah. No, it's a rhino. You're right. It's definitely Smoochie the fucking rhino. Yeah. Yeah, Smoochie the hippo does not make sense, so... Um, does Smoochie the rhino make sense? I, I, does, any of it, does anything make sense? Well, that's a good point, so... Um, yeah, and just a little clip of, of the rhino, and then uh, we get Rainbow Randolph, we get Robin right off the bat. Yeah, um, and which kind of surprised me. I guess he actually had to learn how to tap dance. You think someone of his caliber would already know how to do something like that? I, I don't know. I, I 
I don't know. Do you know how to tap dance? I, I don't know. No, I, I, I don't. Yeah. Well, the list of things I don't know how to do would, you know, would fill my apartment easily. So, um, but love that jacket though. Yeah. Oh yeah. The rainbow Randolph jackets. Yeah. I, I could totally see you rocking that, but that's another story for another time. So, yes. um, but yeah, um, obviously it starts out super bright. Um, Oh yeah, and then just um just kind of let's see yeah, super bright and obviously the show's geared, you know, you you figure out pretty quickly the show's geared for kids, but dude, the lighting in this, holy shit. Yeah. I can see where that budget went. Yeah. Yeah, and like all of like the staging that they did. Yeah. And um yeah, it was yeah, it was crazy. And I guess I think the final scene too, uh, I guess uh Dan DeVito said they used two hundred and fifty thousand Christmas lights. Jesus Christ. Yeah. But all these sets were the Jamie Wilson final fucking dance scene. Yeah. Yeah. So um, but then we cart to a um a very dark restaurant. And I always kind of liked how like the off TV scenes were always pretty dark. Um and we had Rainbow Randolph, he's in there eating alone. <laughs> he's approached by a couple of people uh, with a briefcase, uh, because in uh in his words, the um they want their booger eater to be up front on the show. <laughs> yeah, like, so getting right into that, um, there's so many little things with the dialogue in this film that are just so fucking amazing. Yeah. It's written with love, and it's acted the same way. It really is. Like, And it's the dialogue beyond anything that I love about yeah, and um, well, so that's where I think, like, where second and third viewing, you pick up a lot more. Absolutely, uh, and I definitely, I definitely did, and um, because I, I listened to commentary, and Danny DeVito just said everyone had a fucking blast making this movie, and it comes across in the movie. Yes, um, everybody's having fun. Yeah, but it turns out uh, these parents though are, uh, are a couple of FBI agents, and uh, they plus Randall for extortion and money laundering, and uh, yeah, five minutes of the movie, and Robin Williams. Characters already canceled already. Yeah, canceled as fuck. I was like, wow, they weren't messing around. So, yeah, that was one thing about this movie is it goes quick. Oh, absolutely. It's, what, like an hour 50, I think? Yeah. It does uh, not feel like it. No, yeah. And then uh, we cut to John Stewart's character, Stokes, and they're in a conference room. Um, Stanley needs to find, and he's, uh, he's talking to the board. And, um, you know, just, just saying, you know, um, they can't handle another scandal. And I just love all the one guys like, we need to find someone that's fucking squeaky. Just drops an F bomb. Fucking clean. I was just, I was like, well, that's kind of ironic. So you kind of get a, you know, maybe these uh, kids' shows on, on the backside aren't what they all thought they were meant to be. So, um, yeah, Stokes is in charge of finding somebody new, um, you know, with, with honor and dignity, as he says. So, so then what I find real interesting is then, you know, when we get into this scene with him, with Nora in the office then, yep. and, you know, they're, they're you know, talking, well, what, what's, what, what the fuck is De Niro, uh, not De Niro's character, fucking uh, Norton's character is uh, Sheldon, Moltz. whatever the hell. Right? Yeah, yeah well, what's Sheldon doing? What's, how do they just, like, know, like, do they just have, like, this database of all of the different random child-type talents? You know? It's funny you mention that because someone else said that too. I think it's just one of those times where 
don't know if we really just need to suspend our disbelief, but I mean, I could see. I mean, they're always probably scouting for talent, so they probably, probably always scouting. You know, but I mean, they go through the list. Um, you know, everyone's either a heroin mule or they've been deported or this or that. Or right. I think so. Yeah, because they they mentioned Smoochie, and they both know who he is. Right. Yeah, they know about the fucking stupid rhinoceros game. Um, they know about him. You know, he's playing churches and methadone clinics. So, um, you know, and I said, yeah, and like like you said, Nora's not stoked about the quote unquote staff. And last he heard, she heard he was playing hospitals and nursing homes. So. And then uh, John Stewart's just like, well, that's exactly what the fuck we're looking for. Right. Yeah. And one disappointment I did kind of have in this movie, I kind of wish we would have gotten more of John Stewart. I mean, he did have a pretty decent role, but I'm a big fan of his, at least his early stuff. It would have been cool to see more, but, you know. I, I feel like he's your consistent antagonist in the film, at least. Yeah. Like, you know, you're like the entire time, like, you know, like, this guy's a piece of shit. He, uh, similarly to, uh, who's the fucking, who plays the main antagonist in the Flintstones movie with John Goodman? It's the same role. It, it, it doesn't matter. It's the same. Yeah. The Flintstones movie where Halle Berry is super hot and that's where I learned I like girls. <laughs> that main villain guy is the same role kind of you know archetype character as john stewart fair enough fair enough so i forgot about i completely forgot about i could see i could see john goodman being fred flintstone so oh like i'll do like flintstones i think that's like a maybe like a 1994 release wow maybe Halle berry's yeah, it's enough. it's what uh john goodman uh i want to say that rick moranis plays barney huh I don't remember who plays who plays Mrs. Flintstone. Huh. Okay. You know, and then like Halle Berry's in it, and she's super hot. Like, oh, well, I, mean, like I definitely like that's one of my my earlier memories of liking women was Halle Berry in that movie. <laughs> I saw that movie when I was very very young. Got yeah. the mug, the collector's hat, come up, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Rick Moranis, huh? Because yeah, because he should. I mean, he left Hollywood shortly thereafter. So I'm almost positive that's who played. I'm. I'm gonna fucking. One of us should look this up, but I mean, yeah. it doesn't matter that much. I'll I'll Google it. On, I'll Google it on our break, but um, yeah. And then Nora, I mean, she. Well, speaking of which, so I guess they have his phone number on speed dial or some kind of Rolodex because uh, she calls him right off the bat and she hears his voicemail. Um, and he's playing the Coney Island Methadone Clinic. Uh, yeah, Coney Island. Yeah, <laughs> he's a uh, he's playing a meeting. Um, and this is the first time. Obviously, it's our first introduction to Smoochie, but he's playing. We'll get you off this smacks. <laughs> I, I and I don't think that it's even so much a, a meeting. I think that it's. You know, so, so it's the methadone clinic. So it's where you know all oh. of your heroin junkies are going, and they're getting their medicine to wean themselves off of the heroin. So I like the 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 whole deal with the methadone clinic is that after you you know get your medicine, they make you fucking stay there for so long to make sure you're all good and shit. Oh. To make sure that like you know you you're not getting sick from it and all, all of these things. And so 
more than being a meeting space, it's more than it's like a waiting room, but on the opposite accord. You're not waiting to get seen, you're waiting so that you can wait. Oh, okay. I didn't, you know, I just didn't think of it that way. So, and I, I guess I have the uh, benefit or the misfortune of having known some opiate addicts. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. Fair enough, you know. Dude, you didn't tell me that Elizabeth Taylor was in the Flintstones movie. Holy shit. So, yeah, I guess Rosie O'Donnell played uh, Betty Rubble. And uh, Elizabeth Perkins played one with Flintstone. I don't know who that is, but yeah. Who does Elizabeth Taylor play? Uh, Pearl Slagheart? So, I don't know if she's uh, like the, 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 the boss's husband or wife or whatever. Must be. I'm trying to. I mean, yeah. It's been wow. so long since I've seen the film. Is it Rick Moranis that plays Barney? You are 100% correct, my friend. Okay, cool. All right. Yeah, 94, too. You nailed the year, too. So. Oh, nice, man. I, it's it's weird, man. I'm like pretty decent. If I'm like not at least in the ballpark, I'm right fucking there. You know what I mean? Yeah. On most of those kinds of weird things. Yeah, it's kind of funny because I guess Halle Berry played Sharon Stone. I thought that was kind of, I mean, I know it's a character, but obviously I thought it was the actress. So I was like, oh, okay. Oh, Primal Instinct or whatever the fuck the movie is. Yeah, Basic Instinct. I think it was. Basic Instinct. I've never... I really primal, basic, you know. I've only seen like three scenes of that movie, which everyone pretty much seen, see, see, has seen. I can't talk all of a sudden. Right. I mean, like, you know, we, we all remember when the internet was at its infancy. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. Like I said, I mean, shout out. I guess the guy that wrote the movie, I guess he wrote all the songs. And fucking oh, shit, really? that guy. Yeah, because these are oh. the songs are fucking hilarious. The smoochy songs are so fucking good. Yeah, it's it. Yeah, we'll get to those. But yeah, and we get a great introduction right off the bat. So uh, then we cut to Nora, uh, but she introduced herself. Well, um, you know, she puts Smoochie over, um, la da da da. But and then, but Smoochie thinks she's an addict. It's like, oh, yes. look it off the H. Yeah, they have <laughs> actual meetings for this kind of stuff, you know. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, I'm from Kidnet. He's like, I want to offer you, you know, the rainbow spot. Um, and then they go to Nathan's Hot Dogs. I've never been to Nathan's. I've walked by it. I need to go there one of these days. Um, but, yeah, but then we find out that uh, Smoochie was born the same day as Sesame Street. So, swinging it back to Nathan's for a second. The the world famous hot dog eating contest. Yeah, you a fan or no? I I respect it. I mean, you know, it, it's one of those things for me where like I don't so much watch it because I don't I don't have cable. I haven't lived in a house with cable in over ten years, but so I don't have the ESPN. They always show it on the ESPN, right? And I love Joey Chestnut. I love that we you know we finally have the American hero. That's you know. Our wonderful <laughs> hot dog eating champion after we had all of these extremely muscular Asian men winning for so long. Yeah. Kobayashi was fucking ripped, dude. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. Dude looked great and would eat, I mean, 40 some dolls. And those motherfuckers um, would train, like, train, train. Right. Right. Yeah, I was watching a training video. I was like, what are you doing? Like you eat hot dogs. Why are you doing this? Yeah. And so I don't know if you had caught that this year. All right, Joey Chestnut, you know, won won the title again. 
the the good old yellow mustard belt. I'm sorry, gold mustard belt. And some dude tried to rush the stage or some shit like that. And Joey <laughs> Chestnut, like mid glizzy, chokes this dude out. Yeah. Still wins. Uh, I, I don't think I don't think that he set a new record this year. I think he fell short of the record that he had set the year previous. But still won, even after choking some dude out. Like, yeah, I mean... Mid glizzy, Joey Chestnut choking dudes out. Yeah, it's, you know... If you're going to do something, do it fucking big, so... Yeah. And so, yeah, you got Smoochie, you know, Sheldon shares the birthday with Sesame Street. Yeah, so I thought that was a, that was pretty funny, so... um. Yeah, it was pretty funny to think. I mean, twenty years ago, and they already had—I mean, they already had the soy hot dogs there. It's not like he was famous or anything. So, I mean, they were already cooking them. So, well, I mean, like, let's see. I mean, obviously, you know, Nathan's has been you know that establishment forever. Well, yeah. since well before either of us were born. Um, and I think you know that you know, obviously they were already doing the you know it's an established thing. But yeah, but to think about. Yeah, 2002. Yeah, we give me the soy based dog and yep. the gluten free bun. And what, what, what was the fucking syrup bullshit that he was using? The spirulina. Is that what it was? Yeah, it's called spirulina. Yeah, made out of almond butter. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. it's uh, not almond butter. Um, the no, other it's all, it was like almond butter and something else. Um, the, the really good stuff. Uh, it's not as good for you as you think it is. Oh, Nutella? The peanut butter substitute. Nutella? Uh, yes. Yeah, it was almond butter and Nutella. And I guess that uh, Edward Norton, actually, to get into character, actually made that stuff himself. So he went sure. vegan. Yeah, he went vegan for this role. And uh, all I the- could never. I could. I, 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 I dabbled, so, I mean... I just, I have a tough time giving up cheese. I'm from fucking Wisconsin, you know? It's the cheese, it's the milk, it's the meats, it's it's the butter, it's the butter, uh, it's the butter. Butter, butter's like, give me the fucking death meat, but, uh. Oh, brother, for me, it's going to be the sodium. Yeah. And there's a lot of sodium in butter, so I mean, like, boom, like. Yeah. But, you know, the more that, like, I kind of, like, you know, read labels, you know, as, you know, you try to, you know, track my- micronutrients and make sure that you're not consuming peanuts because you don't want to kill your girlfriend when you, when you kiss her. Um, yeah. You start to notice how much fucking sodium is in the American diet, and it's just outstandingly ridiculous. And I have oh, the yeah. biggest I, mean, I like the dried meats. I like your salamis and your prosciuttos and things of that nature. And, brother. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I log my food every day and then my fitness pal and dude, yeah, the amount of fucking so you think you're eating good and you're like, God damn. So God damn, I'm drying all this meat. I don't know. It's like, God damn. But uh yeah, and I guess they don't mention it in the movie, but I guess all of his clothes were made out of hemp too. So he was full he was full hippie, dude. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he said just showed, you know, he was just doing it was a it was dedicated to his good friend Woody Harrelson because Woody Harrelson's, you know, a hippie vegan and everything. So and I love Woody Harrelson. So he's a nut, but I love his work. Um, well, I know. I mean, I know you're a bit younger, but I mean, for some dude, 
I mean, he was typecast as the dopey bartender, you know, and then he came out and did fucking natural born killers. And it was just on after that. So, Oh, natural born killers. Yeah. Cause like, so I remember like, so yeah, they're like, Oh yeah. Woody Harrelson's in it. I'm like, I'm not going to watch this fucking movie. Are you kidding me? And my buddy's like, no, dude. And I'm, uh, yeah, it's top 10 for me. I don't know that I've seen that movie sober enough to have a good opinion on it. I, I remember enjoying the film, but I also remember Rodney Dangerfield being the fucking best. Yeah. Well, he loves the Tonka in that movie, so that was funny. So, yeah. Um, dude, no, watch it. I mean, you know, I, de- I definitely saw that in the movie theater. I'm glad I did. So, um, that would be like, because again, like, that's another one that, like, visually is so good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, there's lots of, like, you know, especially, like, when they kill the dad, you know, when they killed a fucking Rodney Dangerfield and shit like that. Visually there, that fucking is just so striking. Yeah. Well, it's Oliver Stone. I mean, you know. Right. But you know Quentin Tarantino wrote that movie, right? I didn't know that, no. He did. Yeah, so he wrote True Romance, Natural One Killers, and obviously Pulp Fiction. But they're all kind of inter- interweaved, like, with characters that are all very similar, so. Sure. Um. Yeah, that's, I mean, we could go down that rabbit hole for the next fucking six hours, so. Right, exactly. And I'm a big fan of the Tarantino films. Um, He's another weird fucking guy, though, right? Like, I mean, I mean, to be, I mean, the creative types, always, I mean, you know, I mean, you know, how many creative know. types? Well, you know. You know, um, but they're just different, you know? Yep. Uh, I still haven't seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood yet, but. I didn't see it either. No, yeah. I want to. I just haven't gotten around to it. It's on Amazon, but oh, is it? Shit! Yeah. All right, well, it's not for free, but I mean, you got to rent it. But yeah, those bastards. I know. So maybe it'll be on Netflix eventually because a bunch of his movies are on Netflix. So you're not you're not on a fucking on a Bezos thing, right? Bezos isn't paying for this, right? No. All right, yeah. Fuck Jeffrey Bezos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um. But yeah, so they're they're still in Nathan's, um, you know, and, and Nora's kind of earning. She's you know she wants somebody with convictions, which I thought it was funny. I'm like, does she mean convictions as in like morals or like someone getting arrested? But felonies. Yeah, but you know, Smoochie's ecstatic that Kidnet is finally ready to commit to making a show of Smoochie quality. So and that's one, that's one of the better lines of the whole fucking thing. I think is. Kidnet's finally ready to invest in in a product of Smoochie Caliber? Yeah. Um, he listen, I mean, Smoochie's all in on Smoochie, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, he he definitely believes his own shit. Yeah. 100%. So, um but yeah, and then we just uh cut to Smooch uh, they're making the costume, uh they're getting everything. Um and then, I love that scene so much too, and like how how great so many actors, but obviously in this case Edward Norton is of speaking with his facial expressions and you know his, his hands and his, you know the way that his body moves. Yeah, he doesn't say a goddamn word, but you can tell what he's thinking, what he's saying, what he's feeling the entire sequence, and it's beautiful. Yeah, and I mean, he's just so excited. And, and, um, and it's really cool to see, I mean, because, I mean, putting that fucking costume together in real life or in a movie, I mean, it's a lot of fucking work. 
to be fair, there's a big part of me that actually prefers the costume that he wears at first when he's uh, singing in the methadone clinic. Yeah. Just because it looks like such shit, you know? Like, it looks like a guy is playing in a methadone clinic. It looks like a guy who's playing in a goddamn methadone clinic. You know, so, but I, mean, I think what, I mean, with all the money, I think it stayed truish. Um, oh, absolutely. He looks like Barney the Big Red Dinosaur. Yeah. Um, and, and to, and contrary to popular belief, this movie was not ripping on Barney whatsoever. People think it was just, you know, because he was pink, purple, you know, big four legged animal, but they were not ripping on Barney, contrary to popular belief. So, I, mean, I, think, I think that it's certainly. Wikipedia's wrong. Danny DeVito, the one that wrote the movie, said that's what it was. That's my better half faith. Hey. Yes, yeah, I think he has hey. a better, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, mean, I, I think that it's certainly, to an extent, a tribute, if you will. Yeah. And you know, maybe they borrowed some of the imagery and some things like that from it. But no, I wouldn't say that they're necessarily trying to shit on Barney or that they're trying to, you know, cast Barney in a certain light or anything like that. I think that they're trying to say, you know, maybe this is a universe where Barney doesn't necessarily exist. Yeah. But no, 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 that's, that's inaccurate. That's inaccurate because at some point Robin Williams fucking uses, hurls some insult at Sheldon basically calling him like the bastard son of Barney or some shit like that much later in the film. So that disproves that idea completely, I guess. So, but I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, you know, Smoochie's the good guy. Yes. In more, one more ways than one. So, um, you know, it was funny, but yeah. And then we had that montage and we get Angel, our first, our first member of the Rhinettes. I thought the Rhinettes were hilarious. Yes. Um, yeah, and they just, I mean, we see the first Smoochie episode, and dude, it's over. I mean, the show is over. So. Yes. Uh, I love, I, I love that it's him, too, that that, that we have Angel. You know, like, yeah. I forget his actual name. Um, Annie Woodburn. But obviously, like, everyone, you know, remembers him from Seinfeld. All right. And. I'm trying to think of like other ones that like come like right off the bat like that. I just um, remember him from Watchmen. Ooh, okay, yeah, yeah. That was my first thought. So yeah, he was he was the bad guy that uh, was going to beat up Rorschach. So oh wait, I, wait, hold on a second. Who is the first? I I, so I I thought that you were talking about Little Man. Yeah, I don't remember that part of Watchmen. Yeah. Get my cookie. Interrupt! 
rocket ship! It's a rocket ship! The flyers have come to land! Here we go! What are you, blind? It's a cock! It's not what? a rocket, you sick fuck! It's a cock! Randolph! Look, get this guy out! The cock and balls! Get him out of here! The right dick! Now. Three go in the windows! It's a big stiffy! Yes, oh yes he is. 
Fun, fun here, laugh, laugh there, hear a dance, there a song, everywhere is fun, fun, Rainbow Randall is the king. Don't make the same mistake I did, keep your dignity. Yeah, it is. Alright, high fivers, we are back. Um, but yeah, we were just discussing Danny Woodburn, um, you know, and I'm just kind of listening. So he's a big advocate uh, for, I mean, like, as he puts it, for small people. Uh, but, yeah, the scene in Watchmen, so you remember when uh, Rorschach gets arrested and all the guys he put in jail were coming to get him? You know, to be honest, like, no. Okay. <laughs> uh, Watchmen is another one of those movies that, like, yeah, I don't know that I've ever seen that film sober. Yeah, you should. I, I really dig that movie. So it it's so like, long, though, too. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's almost three hours, man. Oh wait a minute, that's on HBO. Oh shit, we got free HBO Max. Oh, okay. Back to the movie. Sorry. That's a win. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's our first. So Angel Pike's his name is uh, his first Ryan at so, and he plays obviously a big role in this movie. So um, I, I love. That like you're you're set up to think that he's gonna be such a fucking piece of shit, right? Because uh, what, what what were the names of the the people that were with Randolph? The Crinkle Kids. Crinkle Kids. The Crinkle Kids. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you know you were you were a Crinkle Kid, and you know thanks thanks for being a Ryanette. You know, what? Well, yeah, a job's a job, right? He's like, I, you know, it's like I gotta eat, you know. So yeah, and like so like right off the bat, you kind of think this guy's gonna be a piece of shit. That's a good point. I never thought of it that way. Like, you know, like when, when I watched it, again, I watched the movie last night, and that was like, you know, watching it again, like, that was like the feel that I got. I was like, man, like, this guy's kind of a fucking dick, isn't he? Yeah. But it, then, like, he just isn't one. Like, yeah. You know, you know, obviously, well, I'll spoil anything, but yeah, he definitely was not in the end. So, uh, <laughs> but next we get Rainbow Randolph meeting with Stokes. Um, in a random parking lot somewhere, um, very clandestine, I guess. So he kind of sort of like jumps him a little bit, right? Like, oh, he jumped in the back seat, right? Like, it's it's very much so a, a stick up type situation. Yeah, I I'm mean, shaking your ass down. Yeah, because he's like, because I'm Rainbow fucking Randolph. So, um, you know, and you know, Stokes let him know, say, hey, we can't be seen together, man. You're pretty much a pariah. Um, he's like now you know with there with the big scandal with mopes, there's no shaving of points, there's no skimming off the top, and you know the powers that be want to uh, squeaky clean. And then uh, John Stewart, another classic line, just pauses. And he's like, "Mopes is sparkling, or smoochy sparkling." So I love. I thought it was just one of those lines. It's like, oh, that was yeah. awesome. Um, but then he gives him. Um, is a consolation of free rainforest freebie bag. Yes. <laughs> like so fucking random. I guess that was John Stewart's idea too. He's like, yeah, this is real random fucking bag. So, um, yeah, real random gift bag that, you know, obviously you know, they gave out to your elites when they go to their, their galas and fancy parties and fundraisers and what have you. Yeah, and then uh, he, can, you know, he kicks him off, and then he's like, "Well, you know, you know what Stokes you can do with that lotion, you jerk off." Well, yeah, the plan works again, killing it. So, um, but next, Ethan, 
we've got our first merch meeting. Um, on there, um, Smoochie's not happy about it. Oh, he is certainly less than thrilled. He he cannot believe the absolute American capitalization of his love of his character that he's built. Yeah. Um, you know, this is the first inkling we get that Smoochie's, you know, might actually be genuine. I mean, he's not he's not in this for the money. He just wants to help the kids. Yeah. You know, he doesn't he hates all the sugary foods and everything and what was it what they had with Smoochie uh floor wax. I thought that was pretty funny. I'm like of all of all things you're gonna merchandise, but I mean, well, growing up, I mean you're nineties kids, I'm an eighties kid. I mean, they merchandise the shit us. I mean, obviously they still do, you know, nowadays, but I mean I don't know that it's to the extent that it was back then though, right? I mean like well, we might be so far removed, but I, I mean, assume so. I mean, I don't go to McDonald's anymore, but I, like, I don't have children, so I mean, I don't, I don't follow things like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. What happened? Chico got me. Chico, he bite you or scratch you? I don't know there was cat involved, so. Oh, sorry. I'm a cat dad and had to scold the cat, so. Oh, and there's catnip involved. Anything can happen. Yeah. So I mean, chick cats do get crazy with catnip. Are you bleeding? He hooked me, but we don't need to cut it off, do we? Okay. Well, she's no. We don't have to. Still on the podcast tonight. Goddamn. <laughs> you know, this is this is the genuine, you know, product that you get with with one of these podcasts. So that um, shit's real. Goddamn it. Yeah. Um, Those other podcasts out there, all that shit's fake. This shit. <laughs> um, you know, Smoochie, yeah, listen, Smoochie's not having it, but Nora's like, uh, we're doing this. Uh, yeah, so this is how this shit works. Yeah. You know, and then she throws Smoochie a frisbee, and Smoochie goes off to chase it, and uh, he gets locked out of the meeting. So Nora is not happy with Smoochie right now. Um, you know, next we get Smoochie kind of a cost Nora out on Times Square. And um, and he's got all kinds of, quote, unquote, healthy ideas. Um, yeah. You know, good on him. And um, I don't know if you knew this or not, Ethan, but they're actually filming this in an actual snowstorm. So they had a pain oh, yeah. actually, yeah, actually filming all this. So Well, so that reduces costs. Yeah. You know, you know, they didn't have to pay the extra, you know, fifty thousand dollars to get the snow machine out there. So I mean, yeah. you know, it, it could have been fifty-one million. Yeah, that's true. So that's true. Pennies from heaven is uh, my friends that work in the snow shoveling business. Uh, I've talked about, but uh, there you go. Um, but yeah, but Nora goes off. She lets him know um, he's only in that time spot because Rainbow Randolph's a fucking scumbag. Yeah. Yeah. And she didn't discover Smoochie. She delivered him like groceries. Yes. The great line. You know, she could have just said, you know, I just, I didn't want you, but, you know, and then she's like, I'm more emotionally invested in nail polish. Um, and she's like, don't pedal your sap, just smile and nod. Yep. And she smiled and nodded. But things are about to change, Ethan. So, um, next. So we got Smoochie's in a bar with the bartender drinking his orange juice. Yep. 
with 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 the extra pep of the alfalfa. Juice. Yeah, nice little spritz of the alfalfa in there, and it'll get you zipping. I tell you what. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, he's talking to the bartender. And he's basically comparing Jesus to Captain Kangaroo. <laughs> yeah, which I mean, like, sure, you know. Um, you know, they're both doing the heavy lifting. Um, yeah, bartenders like, yeah, you've never seen someone get buzzed off the of orange juice before. So, but then from the side, we get someone ordering a five crowns, and uh, Danny DeVito directed this movie, um, produced this movie, and he still has no idea what five crowns is. I've never heard of five crowns, I know Crown Royal. Um, so, huh? I I don't think it actually exists, which is fine. So, I mean, like, what if? And this is just a guess. So you know, you say you know you might go into an establishment and you know you order, you know, hey, I you know I want you know four fingers of fucking whiskey, you know, you know, you know. Yeah. You got your, 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 right? So you want yeah. the whiskey here. So five crumbs, I guess, you know, I want a fifth finger's worth of whiskey. I don't know. Maybe. Which is funny because you would think that would be a great spot for a product placement right there. It would have been get you a couple more bucks, but. Um, when we're already spending 50 million, I mean. Yeah. Who's so, worried about bringing it back in at that point, you know? But we do get our introduction to uh, the character's name is Burke. Played by the beloved Danny DeVito. Um, and he's making a sales pitch. Um, he's basically just talking how the network's basically fucking everyone, you know, fucking everyone in, you know, in, in the, all the kids' holes are getting fucked by the network. Um, yes. You know, I'm not trying to get too fancy or anything, but I really like the lighting in the scene. Like, you know, at first, Mochi's like in the dark, and then when the light bulb goes off, he like leans into the light. But all the time, Danny DeVito's kind of like lurking in the shadows. Um, I just thought that was kind of cool. So it was definitely one of those things that kind of separates, you know, this movie from others. So sure. But yeah, but Smoochie, you don't care about merch. He just wants creative control. I mean, at yeah. the top of the day, the rhino is birthed from his womb. Yes. You know, I and to be honest, with you, I I can't blame him. That's actually a very I mean, it it makes logical, very logical sense in the illogical movie, if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and then Burke's like, well, he explains it's all about the money, but once you get the money, you got the power. Once you get the power, you get your creative control. So we shall see. We uh, shall then, we, then we cut to Burke. He's talking to a dark figure, um, the very famous Harvey Firestein. Um, he find out he's from the Parade of Hope. The fucking Parade of Hope. No one fucks with the Parade of Hope. No. And we see, you know, and we see who's really pulling Burke's strings. You know, we find out who's pay, who's paying the bills. So, um, but then we cut to Rainbow Randolph, and he's hanging outside outside of a burning barrel. Uh, the downward spiral continues. Um, and like, this is like we're getting right up into it now. You know, yeah. he's he's on a, a path of vengeance at this point. Yeah, and I really like how um, they did a great job of showing 
how, I mean, just showing the downward spiral of his, you know, every time you see a little bit more beat up, he's a little more haggard, he's a little more um, loved it. So, I mean, super easy, but, um, you know, but then we cut to, to Nora and Smoochie arguing over song lyrics. And uh, I forgot what he wanted to put in there, but. Uh, All right, she wanted him to change something about the cookie song. Yeah, with the infamous cookies. Yeah, and like, then he kept it, and she yeah. was pissed. Um, he's like, like what's this going to change to? Yeah, she's like, we're not selling Sprawl Farm, but we're selling sugar and plastic. Um, and then Smoochie mentions Nora, you know. Um, oh, this is, you know, and Smoochie mentions, this is not Nora's magic jungle. It's Smoochie's, and his name is on it. And he's going to do what he wants, so. Um, yeah, and then uh, she costs him some more, and then uh, he goes, um, he was like, "No, what, Nora? All you see is uh, all these wall or all these kids are you are to you are wallets with pigtails." Nora kind of actually steps back and might show a little bit of humanity there for a second. So yeah, she like there's definitely aspects of Sheldon that uh, really just pull at Nora, and you see that pretty pretty early on. That like, man, like this guy is like he's right. Yeah, you know so. And as people like, you know, people like, like to admit they're wrong, so they just project anger. But uh, but then we see Rainbow Randolph, and he's in the prop room with his old jacket being all creepy. Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of a cool that was kind of a cool cut, though, because, I mean, because Smoochie walked by, and then you kind of see Rainbow Randolph kind of off to the side, and yep. then see him sneaking into the prop room. So I thought that was a nice little touch. Um, but he mentioned something here about a fatty Arbuckle. Um, I guess Fatty Ar. Do you know who Fatty Arbuckle is or actually was? It's like what, like thirties, something 40s? like that. Yeah, got himself on like a somebody died or something. He killed somebody. Exactly. Hey. Yeah, yeah. He was kind of like he was like the thirties version of Smoochie, and I guess, uh, or actually probably Rainbow Randolph. And I guess like a girl died at one of his parties or something like that, and he got framed sure. or something like that. So, um. Yeah, he's just talking to her. Maybe she was underage. And he's like, you know, he's like talking about the, you know, what we're about to see. Right. But Ethan, my friend, this is the first time we see the Jiggy Ziggy dance. The fucking Jiggy Ziggy. Um, You know, at first it got on my nerves, but I mean, at the end of the day, it does make you fucking happy. It makes you super happy. Um. So kudos to him. So I um, mean, maybe we'll see a a jiggy ziggy dance here, maybe in the near future on Friday or not. You know, just throwing that out there for you. But oh shit! I mean, like the the only problem is that like I, I think we'd be the two people in the room that would get it. Yeah. So what? Fuck them. And, okay. So maybe yeah. Maybe maybe I do it so that we have that moment together. Right. Um. You know. So I mean, Perch and I've got our own little thing from our movie. So you never know. Um, but I, I'll tell you what, if I, if I manage, if I remember and I manage to beat the shit out of cute Craig covenant, which I plan to do. Well, I hope so. I will, I will embrace the spirit of this evening and <laughs> I'll bust out a jiggy ziggy dance. If, I, I will lose my shit. Um, if that happens, just so you know, so, but that, that counts on two things. I need to a remember and I need to be. Beat the ever-living shit out of Craig Covenant. 
if I was a betting man, which I had been in a previous life, I would say B is is pretty likely, but that's just my opinion. So, oh, yeah, I mean, you definitely like yeah. If you're if you're anybody that like has a dollar to put into a machine or anything, you know, that's that's <laughs> the safest bet you can make. I mean, yeah. Just saying, I, you know, the odds ain't great for you. It's probably only two to one odds, you know. Like, yeah, I might be biased, but you know. Um, and if anyone's wondering what Ethan and I's little inside talk, he's uh, wrestling this Friday, um, which will be after this comes out, uh, September 9th, which you can catch a review of. Um, but he's challenging uh, Q Craig in a grudge match um, in a family feud between Val Malone and uh, Bobby V. Uh, for ICW, yeah, no, it's not even like the the worst thing about it is that like you know aside from you know not thinking much of Bobby these days, I really I, I feel like I'm having to do Valerie's bidding a little bit. And anyway, it is what it is. She's been she's been great to me, so I'm uh, you know, but goddamn, you know, <laughs> why 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 do I need what, just. If Bob wasn't injured, I would just beat the shit out of Bob. But I mean, like nobody, nobody needs to see me beat the shit out of a. Nobody needs to see me beat the shit out of a crippled man. You know. I mean, well, I, I, was, I mean, he's crippled mentally, so I mean. Oh, it has been right. I don't, yeah. So and like Jerry likes to call him. It's uh, Bobby V and his STD. I mean, stud stable. So. Um, I had, I hadn't heard that one yet. Man. Um. Yeah, so you can steal that from Jerry. But uh, besides that, though, Ethan, it's cookie time. Are you ready for cookie? cookie. Um, now, obviously, this gets a little awkward because you've got kids involved. So I yeah. guess Danny DeVito was very, very clear to all the kids' parents. This is what's happening. If you're not comfortable, which I completely understand, you know, we're going we're gonna to get to have a cookie. And, um, and I guess the parents all saw the cookie before the kids did. Uh, sure. So, I mean, he cleared it, which, you know, makes sense because, you know, if you're watching this, you don't know that you're like, this is a little fucking creepy. Yeah, this is, yeah, this is bad. Like, um, so, I mean, he was very clear, you know, and obviously anyone that didn't want their kids involved, which is awesome. Um, but then they do, uh, they start off with the, the oldest Stanley cool Rick and Ric Flair, uh, with, uh, um, I can't remember the name of some, but the Ric Flair entrance theme music. So, and the kids are it's, golden. Uh, is there an actual? There's got to be an actual name to the song, but it's goddamn fucking in Space Odyssey, you know? Like, yeah. yeah, it's in German. It translates something Superman. Um, I did learn that in uh, academic decathlon when I was smart for like two weeks in high school. But, um, but dude, the kids are going the fuck off for cookie time. Wouldn't you? I mean, yeah. I mean, um, yeah. But then it gets everybody fired up, and Smoochie pulls out. Uh, the cookie and it is a large ballast shaped. It's a rocket ship. <laughs> and there's a deep pause. And if you look at the kids in the background, I mean, kudos to them. I mean, some kids kept it, but some kids were losing their shit back there. You knew it was a dick. Yeah, those little <laughs> boys knew it was a fucking dick. And uh, it was a big cock and balls. Um, you know. But yeah, like like Ethan says, uh, there's a, a brief moment of silence, and then he just plays it off like it's a rocket ship. And dude, Rainbow Randolph loses his shit. Loses his fucking mind. Oh, it's hilarious. It's so good. Classic Robin Williams. 
uh, names off like five or six different ways to describe a cock and balls. I couldn't even list them all. I was laughing too hard. It, it's such a great sequence. And just just goes the fuck off and is in a fucking fit of rage at it. Yeah, it's on like unhinged, like unnaturally unhinged. Awesome. Yes. Um, That's what yeah. they call range. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, and I don't know if a lot of people could have pulled that off besides Robin Williams. I mean, such a silly situation, but to be so angry at it. Yes. You know, um, but then security, you know, grabs him. Uh, they throw Rainbow Randolph um, down the stairs. Obviously, the stuntman did that. Uh, but don't worry, Ethan, that wasn't real brick that that guy smashed into. So he was fine. So that didn't look like it. It it wasn't like another Danny DeVito project where uh, wonderful Caitlin Olsen injured herself by taking a much smaller fall downstairs, but then running her head into the door of a fucking taxi cab, I want to say. What movie is that? Uh, That's in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, no shit. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Like, there's some scene where like she's trying to steal some shoes or something like that, and yeah, like, ends up like running out of the storefront and falls on these steps, and boom, blasts her head straight into this car door. And I, I forget what the fucking injury she got out of it was. I think she got concussed at the very minimum. Wow. Huh. But if you listen to their podcast, the Always Sunny in Philadelphia podcast. Uh, they talk a lot about how Caitlin Olsen is just a very, very physically fragile human being. <laughs> I didn't even know that. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, that show is just legendary. I mean, if you don't like Danny DeVito, watch that show. But yeah. Um, yeah. Now Smoochie's brought in. Uh, he's brought in Burke to negotiate uh, on his behalf and negotiate. He does. Um, well, before we get there. Um, there he meets with him in the bar. Again. They have their meeting in the bar. Yeah, and this is actually where I started taking notes. Uh, because there is a line that just grabbed me so so fucking much. Oh it's, yeah. Pretty soon you'll be pissing on hundred dollar bills just to look just to see the look on Franklin's face. <laughs> and of course, you know. Sheldon's response is even better in it that I couldn't do that. I have far too much respect for that man. And then Danny DeVito's like, you know, you're kind of right. I forgot about Ted. It's, and it's just so good. Um, immediately after that, it's not like, it's literally the next dialogue. Got you a little graduation present. And it's a fucking gun. Yeah. Uh, you know. Consider it a little tool of the trade. And, you know, instantly, you know, Sheldon's very standoffish about it, very standoffish about it. You know, as kids, we used to play cowboys and Indians. I was always the Chinese rail worker. That might be the most telling line of the whole movie. I mean, you know, and it's so subtle. Like, actually, listen, I, the, I missed it the first time I watched it, and then someone mentioned it, I was like, oh, shit, that's fucking brilliant. Right. 
brilliant. Um, yeah. But um, then, uh, well, we cut. Let's see. Yeah, so now um, Burks is negotiating for uh, for Smoochie. Um, and it's funny, um, you know, that uh, Smoochie introduces him like nobody knows who he is. And they all know exactly who this motherfucker yeah. is. Um, you know, but Bert, uh, you know, Burke breaks uh, breaks down, and uh, Smoochie saves their asses. And uh, Nora and Stokes um, say basically they dug up his corpse and gave him a show. Uh, they cut, and then they cut to Burke and Smoochie are cheering. Oh, and um, yeah, they argue for a little bit, and then we cut to yeah, cheers and Smoochie, and they're they're cheersing to the fact that he's the new executive producer of the Smoochie Show. And you need those fucking producer credits. Um, um, I'm got, trying to think of where uh, his interaction here with Nora happens that I have you know, noted where he uses the uh, the anagram Halt. Oh, that's coming up. It, yeah. it is coming up. Okay, it's after this. Yeah, that was that was super random. So it's so uh, good. But yeah, and then he. Um, yeah, but he's got perks. He's got the big panels. He's got the veto powder, uh, the veto power, and everything. So, and like you said, he hands him uh, hands him a gun as his graduation present. So, um, then we find. Oh, actually, they're eating at the restaurant. This is our introduction to Spinner. Yes, Spinner done. Um, the old boxer, and he's basically the mascot for the restaurant. Um, and when he has the mental acuity of a five year old, um, and when he sees Smoochie, he is fucking ecstatic. Oh, for this reason alone, I wish we would have gotten Henry Rollins in the role. Yeah, it would be very interesting to see. Like, I mean, do you think, I mean, it would be interesting. I mean, can you see Rollins playing? I mean, I could see Rollins doing it, but like playing the slow man would have been very interesting. Okay, like you, if you haven't seen that stand-up bit where he tells the story, look it up and find it. It's it's so good. Okay, I got it. I heard parts of it, so um, I want to say that like it's like when he's in Israel is when he's when he does that bit. Nice. I've never been to Israel. But yeah, didn't yeah, so didn't he throw a chair or something like that too, or something like that? Yeah, man. And yeah, and like he's like shaking this poor woman and the whole the whole nine yards. Yeah. Um he really wanted that part. <laughs> yeah, it'd be interesting to see. I mean Yeah, it'd be fun to fantasy book that, but um Yeah. Um But yeah, uh he lets you know he lets Moochie know um you know, obviously Spinner doesn't run the restaurant, but he's only the mascot. Um, oh yeah, and Burke's like, yeah, I mean, always oh, is um, yeah, because Smoochie thinks he runs a restaurant, and Burke's like, yeah, he couldn't run a faucet, right? So, and then <laughs> I was like, whenever he introduces himself, he's like, I'm or uh, it's nice to meet you, Spinner. He's like, I'm Spinner. I'm Spinner. Um, that comes in later too. So, um, but yeah, we find out the Irish mob is running the restaurant, Ethan. So, um, which plays a very pivotal role, obviously. But and um, and then we see once again Stokes is talking to this dark figure again, uh, the parade of hope guys. Yes. Um, 
you know, and basically just tells them that the Rhino needs to play ball or else. Um, yeah, the very interesting dichotomy of this movie is the charities, like the Parade of Hope, are like the gangsters and the bad guys. But we find out the later that the, Ir- the Irish mobsters are the good guys. Yeah. Um, fucking awesome. I mean, brilliant. Um, and I know, she, I, get, I forgot to do some research. Pam Ferris is her name. The lady that played Tommy, like the head mobster lady. Sure, sure. I guess she's been in a bunch of stuff, I guess. So, um, I don't know if I'd seen her before, but she's fucking awesome. But I'm sure we probably both have. Yeah. Who knows in what, you know? Yeah. But next, uh, we, um, well, Rainbow jumps into, uh, he's knocking on the door. He's, he's basically jumping into Angelo Pike's apartment. And this is the part where, uh, he's like, yeah, he's like, oh, um, you know, you gave me, or you sold me down the river to be a Ryanette or something like that, and la da da da. So, you know, like well, he said, he's got to eat, you know. Eat. And I guess, um, randomly, I guess his character loves Broadway shows. So I don't know if you noticed all like the, the pictures of like all the Broadway movies and everything. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the big Lacage poster, which I just thought was kind of funny because there's a big gay bar down here in Milwaukee called Lacage. So, um, which plays great music, by the way. So I haven't been there in a long time, but yeah. Uh, oh yeah, and now uh, we find out Rainbow's been kicked out of the playhouse, house, obviously because Smoochie's in there. Smoochie's not um, Yeah, and Rainbow's a little more beat up. You know, he just got thrown down some stairs. Yeah. And then we, he's just losing it little by little, and uh, he says the devil has sent uh, the um, the rhinoceros to destroy Rainbow. Um, moving it back to, you know, just to rewind a second here to Rainbow going down the going down the steps. He actually gets down the steps in what appears to be a pretty safe manner, and then drills his head into the brick wall. <laughs> I, I wanted to say something about that before, and I just had forgotten. You know, got misplaced with the with the Caitlin Olsen thing, and. Yeah, like it looks super safe the way he gets down and then right into the wall. Yeah. Like Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, again, he's increasingly disheveled. He's with Angelo now. Yeah, he basically convinces, you know, Angelo to let him stay by him till he can figure something out. So um Yeah, and we cup but Smoochie, man. Smoochie's going over here, Ethan. Oh yeah, you know, and then uh, we get our first conversation with uh, with Norrence and Smoochie as partners. This is where we were talking about earlier, um, and Norris still not having it. Nope, she's not about it at all. You know, but Smoochie wants to be partners, and he wants to plant the seeds of a real collaboration. Um, <laughs> and, and Norris says, plants this and flips him off. Um, and this is what he suggests. Well, maybe you need a colonic and some yoga. <laughs> yes. And she kicks him out. Um, but some, yeah. Um, but Smoochie almost drops the bitch bomb. He almost called her a bitch, but he didn't do it. Yep. No. In, in, in these situations, no. I, I, I said I wouldn't. You yeah. need to. You know, it Sorry, kind of makes, they kind of allude. There was earlier in the movie I forgot to mention. Um, you know, that, that Smoochie probably, you know, had done some dirt in his life. You know, I think he may have, you know, had found uh, the Smoochie character, but 
You know, it's moments like this because he kind of went off. There's another song oh, yeah. you mentioned earlier I forgot, but um, yeah, this is a well, yeah I forgot what, what did Hulk mean? It was hungry. Hulk is hungry, angry, lonely, tired. <laughs> if you need me, I'll be in my office. It's the big one with the view. <laughs> and she's like, they all have views, dipshit. He's like, not this one, cupcake. Uh, <laughs> it's the dialogue, man. It's the dialogue in this one. Like, yeah, it. Like I said, I mean, watching this the second and third time, I definitely, you were, I definitely got much more appreciation. So, uh, but yeah, then he runs his off, run to his office. This, uh, this <laughs> big pile of wheatgrass sitting on his desk randomly. So, yeah. I'm like, what does that even mean? Uh, this is where we meet Tommy. Um, and her boys show up, and they want to get Spinner a job. Uh, Smoochie's a little reluctant at first, but he gets Spinner a job. So Spinner's going to be on TV. Hell yeah, he is. Uh, but yeah, then Rainbow calls, and we have our, uh, our Rainbow Randolph calls, and this is our first interaction between the two, besides the, the cussing and swearing of the cock and balls, but they didn't really interact in that one, so. Um, yeah, but he's, you know, threatening him, and then uh, Nora comes in, spouting off about the ice show for the Prey to Hold. Um, but Smooch, you don't know nothing about it, Ethan. You're going to get onto the ice show without addressing the line of Rainbow Rock Randolph? Going on safari, motherfucker! Safari! Shit, I missed that. And, oh, my God. Like, oh, my God. Like... No, I, I might, I, I might just fucking decide to just play for an audience of one Friday night and just fucking bust out all these fucking smooshy quotes and shit. If I scream out "Going on safari, motherfucker," I'm thinking of you. All right, fair, fair, fair enough, fair enough. So I might message you Thursday night before we go to sleep to kind of plant that in your head. But uh, <laughs> um, hell, if anything Friday afternoon, shit. Yeah, short term, well, you know. Then Burke, Burke and Mopes, uh, they're having dinner. Um, oh, yeah, they're, yeah, they're talking about the ice show. And then uh, Burke says, you know, the shekels. Is shekels like a word that people out east use? Okay, so like, I only know people from Philadelphia that use the word shekels. Shekels, right? We're I know the lingo. Right, we're talking about money. Right. Um, and, um... The the word, as it were, actually has large anti-Semitic overtones, undertones, undertones, oh. undertones. Really? Yeah. At least in my knowledge of the modern usage of the word. Interesting. Um, so people I know that usually use it do not use it in that context, but maybe they don't know. But maybe they're Jewish. No. Could be, yeah. So you never, I mean, who knows? You know, I don't like interesting. I did not know that, so I will not mention that word again. So I don't, want, you know. Well, I mean, like, and, and again, like, I don't know that it's like overly anti-Semitic over undertones or overtones, but I mean, like, you know, I, I I'd be less prone to use the term. Amongst mixed company. Fair enough. Interesting. 
Well, Ethan, I'm not a racial slur by any means, but it has. Right, his own... I get what you mean. It's not worth the hassle. So, I mean, all right. I did not know. Thank you, Ethan. So, I knew I was going to learn a lot, but so. I mean, I'm you know, one of those dudes that just knows a bunch of random shit. That's, I mean, that's why we get along so well. I mean, it's why you're on the show. So, I mean, hey. <laughs> um, yeah, but Burke and Mopes are talking. Uh, they're going to make a whole bunch of money. Uh, but Mopes, he still ain't doing it. You know, he's not doing a nice show to sell sugar drinks and sell plastic toys that are going to break off into kids' noses. <laughs> right. I <laughs> mean, just random, but, um, you know, but Burke says no one, and he means no one refuses the ice show. Um, and this is the first time he's like, well, can't change the world, but you can make a dent. So... Smoochie's uh Smoochie's all uh, all knowing, so uh but next we cut and Spinner's making his debut with the cowbell. Um Yeah. What an idea is that, you know? Like he, he's a little off beat, yeah. you know. Uh but he's fucking stoked. Uh, he's all about it. And then uh afterwards he meets up in in the dressing room, he's like, Thanks, Smoochie. <laughs> now he's gonna go get drunk. Yeah, I, I go get drunk now. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then Nora comes in. It's like, oh, we're accepting mental patients now. Um, he's, he's, and he's like, he's not even mental. He's just, an, you know, an adult that acts like a five-year-old. Those are the words from the movie, not mine. Yeah. So don't they won't come yelling at me. But but he's like, yeah, he's. I mean, he's super sweet. And he's a real ambassador for his sport. You know? Yeah, did you see his record? He's like 81 and 52 or something like that. That's a lot of fucking boxing matches. Yes. Uh, and I think, like, in this scene is, like, the first we see Nora, like, really, like, taking that kind of a, a shine to Sheldon, if you will. Yeah. You know, romantically, if you will. Yeah. Um, well, she does seem with a shirt off, so that probably helped. So. Uh, uh, that's uh, shortly after this. Shortly yeah. after this. Um, it's like, still well, that, like, so, I mean. Yeah, he's like, well, she knows, and she's like, well, you know, he runs a restaurant. It's like, well, yeah, part of the Irish mob. And then she does a little uh, flick of the nose. Yes. Well, show it to Perch. So Perch and I did the movie from The Sting, so that's our little thing now, because it's really big in the movie The Sting. We're watching a Paul Newman movie, so. Yeah. You and Perch just do a bunch of cocaine together? I'm confused. No, there's a little, the little nose flick thing. That's a cocaine thing, isn't it? No, it's an old mob movie thing. You gotta watch the movie The Sting. Trust okay. me. Anyways, um, but yeah, this is this is where Nora sees Smoochie with his shirt off, and uh, this is an audio podcast. These people that are listening to this shit can't even see the fucking gesture. No, they'll know. Okay. The ones that know, uh-huh. know so. <laughs> Well, Ethan, um, we are going to take a quick break here. We are about to get kicked off of Zoom. Those bastards. Uh, motherfuckers. So I will see you in about two minutes. I'm going to give liberties with the lyrics. Figure out the chorus. Come on in. Join on in. Okay. Yes, we will. Oh, we're gonna 
and love while they adjust to their new surroundings. But remember, if he is ever abusive to you or mommy, what are the magic numbers? That's right! Alright, high fivers, we are back from our latest fuck you Zoom break. Uh, with my, my boy Ethan here, so... But, uh, we cut to Smoochie. Smoochie's outside trying to hail a cab when all of a sudden this big fancy limo pops up. Um, yeah, and this guy, uh, this guy was really deep voice, tells him, um, you know, to get in the car, shows him a gun, and they go for a little ride, and, uh, it's Merv Green, obviously, from the Parade of Hope. Oh, yes. They are not parading hope at all, so, um, and Leah, I know, I know we talked about this earlier, but I just want to commend this movie, I mean, really throwing, like, the shady charities like this under the bus, you know, yes. there's a lot of charities that just, you know, take your money and aren't actually what they're say there for. Um, you know, that was definitely an undertone of the movie. So shout out to them. So, uh, 
But Newman's own, Paul Newman, I know a fan, but I did some research. That's all legit, by the way. That actually does go to charity, so. Good. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, Murph Green's got Smooch in the back of the, um, of the limo and basically just tells him it's time to play ball. You know, I mean, the Parade of Hope has ran every ice show since 1964, and that ain't changing. Um, he says, well, he says he's not doing it. And then, uh, basically, I think they just went around the block because I think they throw him out of the car right in front of the kidnap building, I think. So, um, yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. And then we, uh, cut in, uh, Smoochie's pissed. You know, he's calling Burke. He says he's going to call the authorities. You know, Burke advises, you know, um, don't do it. You know, don't do it. These guys are going to hurt you, blah, blah, blah. But then, Ethan, Nora shows up and it looks like she's had a drink or 12. Yes. Um, you know, she's uh she's loosened up a little bit. She's kind of explained, you know, obviously all these years, you know, um have kind of hardened her. You know, it's kind of hard to see who's on the level and find out. So uh, but they find out that both of them like Ricketts the Rhino. Yes. Um, yeah, so obviously Ricketts the Rhino was a big inspiration for Smoochie. Clearly. Duh. Uh yeah, and um Oh, and actually, so I don't know if you noticed this actually come into play earlier or later, but in the penthouse, do you notice there's that big picture of a rhino or that painting and um right where they're talking? I don't know if yes. you know. Not. Okay. Um, but I guess uh, Dane DeVito actually gave Edward Norton that painting after the movie. So huh. he, still, he still owns that painting. So, um, But that comes into play later, which I caught the third time I watched the movie. It cracked me the fuck up, but. Um, yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, but here they almost kiss. You know, they're talking and uh, things slow down and that moment happens. Yeah. And uh, Smoochie goes in, but bam, no soul. She's out the door. She got home. Um, but then he gets a call. Uh, Smoochie gets a call from Benjamin <laughs> McNucklepeck. What kind of fucking is <laughs> Oh, Robin Williams, you were fucking brilliant, my friend. Um, yeah, I am thankful every day that we can go back and watch this stuff. So, yes, um, before I get all emotional here, but uh, uh, it should be noted that before this, uh, the methadone clinic on Coney Island has closed. Oh, that's right, yeah. So that will definitely come into play. So, um, you know, they didn't have Smoochie playing anymore, so they shut down. And then I'm I'm trying to think of when Randolph is next uh, talking to somebody trying to get the job back. Um, it's coming up. Yeah. Oh, it is definitely coming back. Yeah, yeah, it is definitely coming up. You're you're definitely 100 right. It's definitely coming yeah. Because Mr. McNuckle Puck is from uh, the Parents of Decency, and he wants him to play a show. Fuck yeah, he does. You know, you know, he's always doing, uh, always doing a fundraiser for the kids. So, um. And then uh, Mr. McNuckle picks uh, driver picks him up, and uh, and they did this on purpose. Um, he goes from a Scottish accent to an Australian accent back to a Scottish accent. Yeah, on the same scene, and then Smoochie's like, "Where did you say you were from again?" Um, you know, but oh, I'm sorry, I forgot to mention. So the driver is um, Rainbow Randolph, dressed up as a Scottish Australian driver. Um, you know, and he wants, and he wants, um, he wants Smoochie to admit that he hates Rainbow Randolph. 
And he keeps mentioning the part about, you know, that, you know, I think he's gay anyway, so. Yeah, he's gay anyway, yeah. But Smoochie won't do it. You know, Smoochie's, you know, he's like, no, nah, I'm not doing it, man. I got nothing against Rainbow Rhino. He's he's a big inspiration, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and for a split second, Rainbow Randolph almost, almost reconsidered, but then he went right back to being angry. Yeah. Um, but they pull up to a, to a tractory factory parts, or a, a tractor parts factory. Love the randomness of it, but I mean, I mean uh, that's the kind of place a rally would happen. I mean, it makes sense. Shit, you're right. You're 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 not wrong at all. Bro. You know, and then Smooch like I played a lot of places, but I never played in a place like this. So, um, but he hits in the you know he hits the stage, the lights so bright he can't see his audience. Cannot see his audience. You know, and obviously his audience he is a big cannot part. Cannot see his audience. <laughs> Oh, Ethan, uh, that's that's a mic drop right there. That was fucking smooth, by the way. Sometimes, you know. Um, that was really fucking good, actually. <laughs> um, well, as uh, it was recently alluded to by uh, Ethan here, uh, he's playing to a bunch of Nazis. A fucking entire tractor supply factory warehouse. Nazis. Oh, Nazis. Um, and then they dropped a big swastika um, banner, and... Uh, they they start off with a uh, hail smoochie chant. Uh, yeah, it's uh, what smoochie high, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, like um, yeah. This movie took yeah. a dark turn quickly. I don't understand why white supremacists would be drawn to smoochie, but you know, I I I got to fucking clean, I guess, right. I, I've got some, I've got some theories on that, um, you know, mainly involving children and Nazis pensions for hanging out with little children. So, yeah, yeah, you know, it'd be a good way to lure kids in. You know, it's fair. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but then the cops show up. You know, ran, all of a sudden the cops show up. Weird. Um, and pretty much Smoochie's canceled right off the bat. Oh, immediately. You know, he comes crumbling down, but uh funny thing about the commentary here though, um Danny DeVito's is talking, he's like, Yeah, I'm not sure where all those uh Schwaska banners ended up. Um, you know, I have a feeling they probably got burned up or something, so I thought that was pretty funny. So Yes. Um yeah, immediately Smooshy is canceled and replaced with cartoon reruns. Cartoon re the the bane of any kind of network um you know existence and actually real quick so someone brought this up on the podcast i was listening to and doing some research do you remember any kids shows like this having kids on tv like as big a participant i don't really remember was that how barney was i don't know i mean i was barney was kind of before me but i don't know i'm almost i'm almost positive that that's how barney was yeah hey sunshine did Barney have like kids in the audience, like part of the show? Oh, okay. That was how Barney was. Yeah, so I mean, yeah. Okay. Shows you what I know. Okay. I mean, I was used to Sesame Street and Mr. Rogers, so. And right. then uh, look at the Bozo's Super Sunday show. It's all 100% audience participation. Oh. Interesting. Um, yeah, um, obviously Rainbow Randolph is ecstatic. Uh, his plan worked. 
Yes. Uh, tap dancing, and I thought this is hilarious. Obviously, this is very well shot. But he's tap dancing, he's playing drums everywhere, blah, blah, blah. And then he just cut, he runs right into a wall. Yes. Dude can't cut a break. Um, well, I mean, and you don't see it coming either. It was well done. Um, uh, and then we get uh, Norris, she's walking down the street in Times Square again. Uh, she stopped by Smoochie. You know, and um, he's trying to plead his case, but she don't believe him. You know, I mean, did you, she's like, I mean, she's got a point. You right. know, I mean, did you miss the big swastika banner behind you? I mean, did, I mean, what were you thinking? You know, and he pleads his case, but she ain't listening. Um, you know, she drops the bomb that she's she's not gonna go on an emotional limb. You know, and then Smoochie's like, well, we bonded over Ricketts the Rhino. She's like, and so smooth about this. She's like, I was drunk. Don't read too much into that. Yep. You know, and every guy that's hung out with a drunk chick can empathize with what is going on through Smoochie's brain right now. So, yes. um, so, and then we cut, uh, you know, he goes, he goes, oh, he goes to the methadone clinic. But, uh, the big thing here, he's, he's sitting there in the subway eating a burger. Smoochie's lost his way. He's no longer vegan. Yep. Um, well done. You know, I mean, well, I'm assuming it's a burger, burger. Um, I guess we don't know that, but yeah, I think that was was the intention. Um, but yeah, then he goes to Conan Methadone Clinic where it all started. Um, it's been closed, like you mentioned, and uh, you know the homeless guy just like, yeah, man, if I had power, I'd fix it up for all the hopheads. And that's where, ding, 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 the seed is planted, Ethan. So now Smooch just gotta get his show back, but. But Rainbow Randolph comes, you know, you see an opportunity. Nowhere single again, even though they weren't an item, but he didn't know that. Um, he's coming to get his girl back. And um, I, I kind of messed up on how they – so basically what he said um, when I – what do you say when I was driving Smoochie, I thought he was gay or something like that? Is that what he said? Like he basically kind something of – like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He says something or another to, to get himself like, wait, what, what, what are you driving? What? Yeah, and Nora kind of has an inkling, so, um, you know, and then she kind of starts throwing on the charm, blah, 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 and then uh, she's like, why'd you break up with me? She's like, because you're an asshole, and he calls her a bitch, and she knocks him out. Uh, before this, I was enamored by the line that he was ready to start whistling those happy tunes for the little children's. <laughs> yeah, so... um. That's perfect. Yeah, I missed that one. So, um, but then we cut and Spinner, dude. What's Spinner gonna do? You know, he's just losing it. You know, he's yeah. Tommy. Now, do we know is Tommy his mom or just his friend or I think Tommy's his sister? Sister, okay. Is a sister or cousin is what okay. my so they are related. I, I thought okay, I, but maybe not. No, and because it was cool, because I mean they showed genuine affection for him. Obviously, obviously they used him as a front for the restaurant, but I mean they got his back. Obviously, which we'll we'll come to. But uh, well, she got him on, on the show. Um, but yeah, Nora comes in, as Spinner's crying, and uh, you know, and she wants to know, and then uh, and then basically Tommy's going to ask Rainbow and figure out what happened, and uh, then we get they cut to um, Rainbow once again. Getting his ass kicked. Um, you know, and I guess Robin did a bunch of these stunts. 
So I'm not surprised. Um, yeah. So I mean, basically the Irish mob once again did doing good, you know. Um, and we find out Smoochie's been clear. So he was only in the doghouse for a little while. So I mean, this move. Listen, we talked about it earlier. This movie moves quick. Everything moves very, very fast. Um, because they really had a lot to cover. Um, you know, so kudos to him to, to, for all them to making it work. So, um, yeah, so yeah, they, they, it's a pretty funny scene. Like I said, I know they throw him against the wall, they suplex him through a table, and all this other shit. So, um, yeah, but Smoochie's been cleared, and uh, I love this scene, and I'm probably gonna throw this clip in <laughs> when, when Rainbow Randall's been arraigned. And the the press is all hounding him and everything, um, and I guess uh, I guess uh, Robin Williams uh, basically improv that whole thing. <laughs> He's just like, "Oh man, someone grabbed my ass!" Blah 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 blah. Um, someone throws a knife at him. He's like, "Salmonella!" He's like, "Oh, I've been shot!" He's like, "Oh no, Salmonella!" Um, yes. Uh, just fucking loses it. So. Um, yeah, and then we see uh, Smoochie come back through Times Square. Um, you know, he's getting all the big signs. Everything's getting ready. Uh, they've got a big crowd in there. Um, oh, yeah, so I guess all the um, – so I guess they brought extras in for those kids, obviously. Uh, they right. signs and everything. But I guess they hung up a bunch of those signs up in the dressing room late in later scenes. Sure. So a bunch of those signs he had up all like, kind of windows and stuff like that. So I thought that was a nice touch, so um, – but yeah, then we cut to, to Smoochie's back. He's feeling good, and uh, now we're starting to feel a little bit more comfortable with uh, with the Smoochie. Yeah. So, little brown chicken, brown cow about to happen here. But uh, Smoochie returns, and he is Mister America. Yes, um, he's all dressed up, uh, patriarch garb, the whole kid kaboo. Kids are losing it, losing their goddamn minds. Yes. Um, but yeah, and then cuts the Smoochie's got all the kids gathered around a campfire. Um, this is kind of, I mean, I don't want to say weird's not the right word, but I mean, this word kind of gets a hit once again that Smoochie probably has a past. Yes. You know, because he's talking about how mad he was and how frustrated. But then he's like, yeah, you know what I do when I get frustrated? How? Nailed it. Yep. You know, and then everyone starts howling. Um, and then, uh, we get the Jiggy Ziggy dance, you know, we get the fucking Jiggy Ziggy dance, you know, life lessons, Ethan, this isn't just a movie. This, these are life lessons. This is, this things people can take into their real lives. Um, and they're not wrong. So who wants to do the Jiggy Ziggy dance? I mean, everybody does. So, yeah. um, but yeah, obviously, uh, Rainbow doesn't feel the same way. Um, he's freaking out. Um, always he's watching Smoochie on TV, um, you know, with his bare ass feet and he kicks over the TV. Um, but I guess it took him forever to film because every time he kicked the TV over, TV kept breaking. Cause I guess oh, they, sure. wanted, they wanted the TV to stay on when it fell off. So I'm like, yeah. well, why wouldn't you just have it like fall on like a pad or something? So, um, this is it. Angelo's pissed. It's a picture in picture TV, which I don't know what that means in 2002. <laughs> Uh, so, I mean, yeah, I guess for those that, that are listening that might be a little younger, um, can, uh, do, do TVs even do this shit anymore? 
Do you do I don't think so. I mean, I don't have a TV, so I don't. I don't know, but so there's, there's, there's the, the technology to similar to what we're seeing right now as we're filming this together. Actually, where you have the picture and picture, you've got your main yeah, picture. We're looking at picture in picture right now. Yeah, I guess. Huh. Yeah, this is a picture, yeah. Huh. I guess I wasn't because it looked like an old box TV, so um, Oh absolutely. It's definitely an old box TV, and it's definitely a situation where like you're able to watch two channels at the same time. You have a smaller screen that has the one channel that you're watching, and then you have the big screen that's showing the, the entirety of what you're watching. Oh, it's like watching Dynamite for forty five minutes. Oh, wait, did I say that? I did. Sorry. Um, but Angelo kicks uh, Rainbow Rainbow. He's, he's out on the street again, but he's got his slippers. Don't forget, he's got his slippers in. Um, and then they go back to the restaurant. Um, you know, and Smoochie's, uh, you know, and uh, Tommy's talking to Smoochie. And she needs to find a new role for Spinner because, obviously, Tommy's kind of sick of the fucking cowbell. And and he knows. Yeah. And, um uh, yeah, because I mean, you know, Spinner's living the gimmick. You know, he's oh, he's got to practice, man. He's got to get that timing right on that fucking cowbell. You know, it's an important thing. Yeah. Um, but he's gonna figure something out. But uh, you know, uh, Smoochie tells Burke that uh, he's gonna. Oh, and then uh, he's got a meeting with Burke. He's telling him he's gonna do the ice show. But this is where the methanol clinic comes in. He's gonna do it. All, or he's like, he's yeah. like, yeah, and half the profits are gonna go to her to the methanol clinic. And Burke's like, half the profits? He's like, oh, no. He's like, you're going to do blah, blah, blah. You're going to give away half the profits? like, no, I'm going to give all the way the profits because the other one's going to do another charity. So, But he's going to sell all healthy stuff. He's going to have soy dogs, no sugar, no preservatives. And um, he's going to cater the whole thing himself. Yeah. Uh, I want to say that it's in this conversation that we get the line of rock bottom is a college education. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that one. So nice, Ethan. See, that's why we're a king here. There is such a fucking just absolute cornucopia of great one-liners throughout the film. Yeah. And all this stuff. Yeah. And that's why it's, it's definitely worth the second or third watch. So, um, well, absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And then, um, Rainbow Randolph, he's fucking, he's fucking losing it. But there's a guy. On the steps of some building, trying to raise money to save the rhino. It's not smoochy related. Yeah, it's just saving the like the white African rhino. <laughs> like, um, and fucking yeah, and uh, Randolph just fucking Goldberg's that dude. Yeah, he goes, but listen, like you know, this is this is probably like the tops of you know, like the actual descent, right? Like, yeah, we're there. Um, like, like, fuck you. I mean, you know, this rhino is me. I'm the one needs to be saved, blah 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 blah. So, um, yeah, but Stokes and uh, and Burke, first <coughs> character. Oh, excuse uh, me, sorry about that. Um, yeah, which sucks. Like I said, we didn't see John Stewart as much as I would have liked. Um, but, <coughs> but yeah, they're going for a Ugh. quick walk, they're uh, trying to plot what they can do about Smoochie. Um, and basically, Stokes off Burke uh, half of um, half of whatever money they make if they can get rid of the rhino. Yeah. So we find out that Stokes may not have uh, Smoochie's best interest in mind. So, um, 
And then uh, basically Mer- uh, Merv Green, uh, the uh, the bad guy from Prey to Hope, and uh, Danny DeVito's character have a have a little conversation. And uh, you know, so obviously they're just showing like their their eyes and their faces. Um, the reason was that because Danny DeVito had to leave and actually had to shave his beard off. And didn't oh, sure. Back in time to do the scene, so they, they just did the close up, which in a weird way works. So yes. Um, but next, you get Rainbow Randolph. He's in Times Square. And he's about to burn himself to death. He's got the can of gasoline. He's doing the whole fucking thing. Um. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I mean, that's. I mean, if that doesn't say rock bottom, I don't know what is. Um. But yeah, some little girl stops and stops him. You know, his little angel. You know. Um. And everywhere they have a quick moment, and then Smoochie shows up, and then he gets mobbed. Yes. You know, so the little girl's wearing a rhino hat and everything. Da 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 da. So. Um, and then we cut to another episode of Smoochie the Rhino. And I love to hear the backstory, but this is where your stepdad's not mean. He's just adjusting songs. Yes. Yes. Fucking brilliant. Yes. I'm like watching this. I'm like, what the fuck? Yes. I had to rewind it. And quite literally, I've said this before to kids too. Like, quite literally, in like in in the in the same tune and everything, you know. My stepdad is in me. He's just a just Oh man! Um, and real quick, so they they cut to Nora, and she's being fed by a guy that's got some food. Um, I guess that guy was the actual caterer for the set. Oh, good. And in a little uh, a little tidbit, um, Faith and I we 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 always watch the end of the movie. We always like to see who the caterers for every movie because sure. it works. Um, it's cool to actually see the caterer on screen. So that was kind of happy. So I told her that she's pretty happy. So um, also there's a girl and so I don't know if you know this would be hard to know us, but there's a girl in there and she is bored out like a bored out of her mind, but she's not supposed to be. Um, so she's in one scene and they cut away and then they cut back she's gone yeah they huh. booted her yeah i guess she's a real i mean i know she's like an eight-year-old but yeah i guess they just fucking booted her <laughs> you're gonna call her a bitch and you're gonna feel bad about it yeah but like you don't mind like this is 2002 so she's got to be like damn near 28 30 years old now so you can call her a bitch it's fine yeah um yeah, yeah it, she's a bitch. it was it was pretty funny so um and listen, in the commentary, Dan, he's very diplomatic about it. I, I put a little more spin on it, but... Yeah. Um, but, Ethan, we get a new character on the scene. Moochie. With Fuck Hulk, yes. Makes his debut. I'm Moochie. <laughs> I just love that. Yeah, he, he introduces... Uh, and obviously, for those that don't know, um, Spinner is now been recast as Moochie the Rhino. Um, He's magenta, damn it. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. He's maroon, damn it. Um, Moochie's magenta. And uh, he's maroon. He definitely gets stage fright uh, when the camera goes on him. (laughs) And Smoochie introduces him. He's like, here's Moochie. He's like, I'm Moochie. Oh, Moochie. I love Spinner. Um, some people really hated that character, but I think they're fucking stupid. So I, I think anybody that 
wants to shit on the character of Spinner can burn in hell. Yeah, that's, I mean... Because that's a real thing. CTE is a real thing. And in 2002, we didn't know what we knew about concussion. Yeah. Goddamn. But it's a thing that happens, motherfucker. Yeah, I mean, you see how with a you are if you can, um, you know, 135 boxing matches, so. Great. Like, no, I mean, like, think about this, man. Fucking before Chuck Liddell got into mixed martial arts, or I guess like, he was always, like, you know, he was training Kenpo Karate before, but he was an accountant before he made it in the UFC. That's right. I wouldn't trust that motherfucker touching my books. And I don't even make good money. You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And then, um, yeah, and then there's a funny line. So it's like, this suit makes my nuts itch. And um, they kind of cut the camera. So um, yeah, cut that, cut that. <laughs> the ever endearing um, spinner. So um, but yeah, but Moochie and Smoochie, they celebrate in the dressing room. Uh, they're really stoked. And, um, you know, Mooch is kind of going back, reflecting in the good old days. And he kind of, um, and he's pretty awesome for the upcoming, um, ice show. Yeah. He's super hyped to be back in the arena in front of the people. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. At the Coliseum, as he likes to put it. Yeah. At the Coliseum. Um, the people. Yeah, and then uh, then Nora comes in. Uh, she wants to celebrate. She gets a little flirty, and uh, you know, one thing leads to another. Um, dude, it was hilarious. So, so basically, I mean, they they get their they get their brown chicken and their brown cow on. Um, but you know, she throws Spinner on the ground, taking those slippers off like his feet. Yes, and I don't know why. It just it just made me laugh so hard. So, um, but she wants to really know if he's for real. Um. And she says she's not a simp. I thought simp was like a newer term. I don't even know what the fuck a simp is. Can you explain to me what a simp is supposedly? A, a simp essentially is... Uh, I know I'm dumb, but... Generally speaking, it goes, you know, a, a man you know, lusting towards a woman. And it's essentially a, a doormat, if you will. To, to put it... To, to, you know, to make it brief, you know, you're, you're willing to be a doormat for this person that you have this affection towards. Yeah, I don't know how they got the word simp. I don't know. Sympathetic? I don't know. So That's yeah. all the more I got, brother. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, um, yeah, and then we cut, uh, we cut, you know, they're they're getting their groove on, and Mooch is walking through the set, having the time of his life, man. He's stoked. He is so excited. Um, He's up in the catwalk, but he gets jumped. And, uh, you know, they're beating him up and uh, get, lays a couple good shots in on him. Where? He's a boxer. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and then he's getting beaten and then they're punching him and he just stops. He's like, what round is it? And then yes. they, they dump him in the street. Yes. <sighs> yeah. So Killed the wrong rhino. Yeah. <laughs> and then. Uh, we cut the Murph Green, yeah, and they they killed the wrong rhino. And they said, "Well, they said, I mean, and the guys weren't wrong. They said they wanted him to kill a rhino." Yeah, Moochie is Maru. Moochie is Magenta. <laughs> How the fuck are we supposed to know that? You paid any kind of attention. Um, 
And I, I, yeah, I just love how they use like the actual colors. They didn't say like pink and purple. Correct. You know, um, awesome. I, I love when they pan to the chalk outline and it's of the fucking rhinoceros and it's got the horn and the whole fucking deal and it's just wonderful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then we cut to the funeral. Um, and one of my favorite lines, obviously everyone's mourning. Um, you know, everyone's assuming it's Rainbow Randolph. Um, and Tommy's in, and Tommy tells uh, Smoochie she's going to rip his balls off and shove them up his ass. He's like, well, I would leave that up to the police. And that one guy's like, cops won't do the ball thing. It's not procedure. They actually got that written down right here at the bottom of this sheet. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> that guy delivered it so deadpan. It's uh, oh, chef's kiss type bullshit, man. Oh, so good. Um, that was great. So, um, you know, and then uh, basically, Tommy's like, "Well, okay, we're gonna go pray and get shit faced." So, yes. scene. So, um, so far, I- I'm glad you got a kick out of that line too. I mean, I, I, oh, uh, so good, so good. The cops uh, will do the ball thing. Yeah. And at least, and the guy delivered it so straight faced, just like you me. have to, right? Like because if he doesn't, it's not as funny. Absolutely. You need to be straight man. Um yeah, and then uh next we go to uh the police. They're at Angels because everyone's thinking it's Rainbow Randolph for obvious right. reasons. Um how well, long did you say he was staying here? Right. Nights. Um you know, and they're going through all the pictures. He's painting all the pictures. Obviously, doesn't make him look good. Um, but Tom, so this is kind of awkward. So I, I don't know. So Tommy did their own investigation. They knew somebody in the morgue or something, or, or some. Uh, this is a little convoluted. But somehow she found out that Merv Green was behind it. Yes. Make a long story short, um, you know, and Stokes is, or uh, Smooch is like, well. You know, we'll just let him go through the, the the criminal justice system. It's like, well, Tommy's like, well, we took care of it our way already, so. Yeah, it's already done. Yeah. And they weren't fucking around. I mean, yeah. And I kind of like how they didn't, um, I like he was already gone, and I kind of like how they didn't, like, make that its own scene. It was just like a little flashback. I mean, yes. could, I mean, otherwise, this movie, I mean, there's parts where they've expanded where they did little cuts like that. If they could have added, like, an hour of the movie. It would have been taking fuck forever. It's like the fucking Lord of the Rings. Could have been. I finally just saw Lord of the Rings for the first time last year. Oh, for real? Yeah. Man, very, very good. Very, very good series of films. I'm excited to watch the Amazon series when I get around to it. I know that it's I out fucking, I, I heard it's really fucking good. How could it not be? I mean, goddamn. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then... Uh, Jeffrey Bezos. And then... Uh, Stokes finds uh, Burke at a, at a salsa bar, and I don't mean the food. I mean the dancing. Yes. Um, and uh, people are having a good old time. Um, but, yeah, Stokes is starting to have some reservations. You know, Burke's like, why? He's like, well, they found Murph Green's head on the Grand, Grand Concourse. I'm like, oof. Because the Irish mob quite literally played fucking soccer with it. Yeah. Yeah, he gone. He gone. He gone. Yeah, and then he we get uh, we get another guy who you see in all the movies. Dude is everywhere. I remember him more from Ghost. That's really his most. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he's well, it was Buggy. What the 
buggy the the shit. I didn't type it down, but it's yeah. buggy. But they mentioned him earlier. He's the he's the black tar the black tar heroin mule. Um, yes. Yeah, but it turns out that uh, Burke has hired him as an assassin. Because I mean, why wouldn't you hire a junkie as assassin? I mean, that makes sense. It totally makes the most sense. Um, desperate times, desperate measures. Yeah. Kill the fucking rhinoceros. Yeah. So he's 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 going rhino hunting, but uh, um. But at this point, obviously, Rainbow Randolph is having an existential crisis. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, Rainbow Randolph is, you know, you, you got to. He, he forgot where the deep end was, brother. Yeah. I mean, you got to remember, I mean, the public doesn't know that Murph Green did this and that Murph Green's been dealt with. Everyone still thinks it's Rainbow Randolph. The official theory is it's Rainbow Randolph. Um, yeah. He's, he's sitting outside and Angelo feeds him. Um, you know, and then he, he's forget, you know, he starts like, oh, he's like, oh, I forgive them, la 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 la. But then he sees the funeral picture of Nora and Smoochie at the funeral. I mean, you see your ex with another, your sworn enemy in a picture, most people, well, do it all, but, you know, so, um, but yeah, then there's this awkward scene where Buggy shows up and Nora's in some kind of control room. Um, and he kind of tells her that he's back, and uh, Nora he tries to put the moves on her. Um, Nora rejects him. Super gross. Yeah, it was kind of kind of cringy, but I mean, it is what it is. Uh, but, or, uh yeah, Buggy goes off. He's like, "We'll stay in touch." Um, ugh, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, super gross. Um, but yeah, then we cut to to Nora and uh, Smoochie in the big penthouse. Um. And this is where she tells uh she tells uh that Stokes the Stokes had cut a, a big deal for um with Buggy uh for his time slot. And the plot thickens Ethan, but a great line here. It's all the, they never say what time this time slot is, but it's gotta be prime shit, yeah. right? I mean Rainbow Randolph was, I mean, killing for it, literally. Um, but yeah, and then Smooch is like great line just He's such a square. He's like, man, I need a beach towel because because my head's women. Um, just delivered it. For, I mean, just to see Edward Norton just to seal the deliver such a square line like that. So yes. deadpan. Fuck it. yeah. Um, and then uh, yeah, then uh, Rainbow Randolph pops in and he's pretty stoked because uh, he's got two for the price of one. And he says it's very serendipitous, and serendipitous, Ethan, is one of my favorite words. I live by it very often, but it's another story for its time. I thought it was awesome you used that word, so. Yeah, it was serendipity that they both happened to be in, the, in there, so. Um, but we are coming up on another fuck you Zoom break, and this scene, I think, obviously deserves a lot of attention. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, so this would be a good spot. I'm actually going to put this clip in right here for this scene for all the high fiber. So that's what we'll next. Uh, but Ethan, I will see you in about two minutes. Oh, what the fuck am I watching here? You little soap opera. You get a jelly. I get a jelly. Shut up. This is my show. You have any idea the power of a condemned man? Do you? Take it easy, Randolph. I, I don't think you want to hurt anyone here. Oh, 
Go blow yourself, Martha. Look what you've done to this place. It's all Diane Fossey. When I lived here, it was Bob Fossey. Right there. I had a big painting of a naked chick holding a little plant. Very tasteful, no bush. Not a picture of your fucking mother! Listen, Randy, we know you didn't kill Spinner, so just cool your jets. Oh, thank you, Mother Teresa. Why don't you tell that to the angry mob outside? They want my fucking ass! I'm like a goddamn toaster at Macy's! Randolph's ass, aisle three. Look, we'll go to the police first thing tomorrow morning. I'll explain everything, and it'll all work out fine. Just trust me, Randolph. Oh, oh, no! <laughs> Do not start with your magician's tricks, young Moses. I'm Pharaoh! And you are my slave. And this is my kingdom! Rainbow Randolph is the man. Yes, oh, yes, he is. He's the prince of Rainbow Land. Yes, oh, yes, he is. With some fun, fun here, laugh, laugh there. Here a dance, there a song, everywhere is fun, fun. Rainbow Randolph is the king. All right, high fivers. We are back for the home stretch from our uh, from our fuck you Zoom break. And uh, Lester Deeth and I were talking off air. We didn't want to we didn't want to rush the scene because the scene's pretty badass. So um, yes. But a quick reminder, as you actually actually just heard um, before we start talking about it, um, we find out that uh, Nora has a has an interesting past. Uh, she's kind of a Kind of a kid TV host groupie, as the kids like to say. So, uh, before we get into that, uh, let's get back into Bucky talking with her. I, I want to say that this is when it happens, and he quite literally says, "You know, d- don't worry if I smell with like piss. You know how it is." Yeah. Well, what? yeah, that was when uh, he was talking to Stokes and Burke. Oh, it is when he's talking to Stokes and Burke. You're right. You're yeah. right. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, don't mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so once again, just so deadpan. Right. Yeah. You know how it is. Yeah. Ah, oh, so good. Um, I don't know how it is. Yeah. But it uh, looks like Rainbow Randolph and Nora had some history that uh, Smoochie didn't know about. Uh, all sorts of these child star. James Jingle Hopper Schmidt guy with jingling balls or something like that, but uh, yes, she's got a few knocks on her belt, but uh, you know she can fetch it. She's like, I was a different person, Smoochie, blah blah blah, you know. And Smoochie, being Smoochie, forgives her, and fucking Rainbow Randolph loses it. Yes, you know he thought he thought he's like, oh, this is what's gonna get her, la da da, um. Yeah, this whole scene. Um, and then, this is the line we were talking about earlier. He's like, he freaks out. He's like, look what you've done with the place, Smoochie. When I lived here, I had a pig painting of a chick with a naked uh, naked chick in here with it holding a bush. Or no, holding a plant. And there was no bush. He's like, and you've got a picture of your mom. And he points to the rhino painting. Yes. I missed that the first couple times I saw it. And I saw I'm like. Oh, that was brilliant. That was fucking great. Uh, and, and I think I think the actual phrasing is uh, trimmed bush. 
very, very, very odd. It's, uh, he, how the fuck does he put it over? It's like trim bush, very tasteful or something. To oh, that yeah, that's for, okay, yeah. He's like, oh, he's like, yeah, no bush, very tasteful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, yeah, that, that cracked me the fuck up. Um, but, uh, you know, why are my notes making sense here? But, okay. Um, well, oh, that's right. Yeah, because, it's, you know, they're talking like, you know, you all will be forgiven. And he's like, well, there's an angry mob. Because like we talked about earlier, they don't know that Merv Green was the one that killed. Right. Everybody thinks that fucking Randolph did. Um, so Smooch is going to go to bat for him. Um, you know, and he grabs his hand, la da 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 And then, you know, Rainbow loses it. And then uh, Smoochie goes to the gun. And then they start yeah. tussling, blah, 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 blah. And then uh, Rainbow gets on top, on top and Nora's like, fuck this. Whacks him over the head with a, chip, with a book. Um, and he becomes very contrite. Yeah, he rolls him over. It's like the fire. The thing you see with the fire is like, it's burning, it's burning. Oh, I mean, yeah, he, I, we can't do this scene justice. No. Yeah, but basically um, he's very contrite. Um, you know, and then he confess, or uh, and then he wants Randolph to. Um, oh yeah, and then Rainbow's like, just, just kill me, just kill me. Um, yeah, and then Mopes just confesses, you know, or all of a sudden, then he just has a moment, and now he loves everybody. Um, yeah, and then uh, Smoochie yeah. loads up a gun, and they're off to the ice show, and they just leave Rainbow to hang out in his old apartment. Yes. So yeah, this this what you do, you know, like. The crazy unhinged guy, you know, your, yeah, your girlfriend's ex crazy ex boyfriend that you stole his job and his girl sleeping in his house. But I mean, that's how yeah. smooth rolls, Ethan. That's just how it gets down. It's trusting. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then Buggy breaks and uh, cuts in, he breaks in, uh, jumps Angelo. And I think basically, I think that was all to get his, his pass, I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then there's a the line. Angelo's like, I thought you cleaned up. He's like, yeah, I cleaned up half the poppies in Asia. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, yep. Yeah. And then we cut to the opening of the show. And then uh, they open the gates and the kids just go crazy. And then we see Buggy's guy's trombone case. Because um, obviously he put rifles in trombone case. It just makes sense. Literally. Um, but yeah. And then uh, Angelo gets a call. He calls actually... Um, I don't know if he's trying to get a hold of Rain Smoochie or whatever, but he calls the penthouse. Um, and he lets Rainbow know what's going on. He lets um, he says, "Yeah, another great line." So I guess um, he came up with this, but yeah, Buggy high is higher than a prom dress in June. Yes, brown chicken, brown cow. So, um, yeah, but then the ice show starts, and man, this thing was artsy. It's a fucking, it's, it's a goddamn ice show. Yeah, it was a production. Um, you know, and, uh, Nora's in the crowd, you know, she's kind of noticed that Stokes and Burke are kind of looking around. Um, you know, it's basically just an opera, you know, retelling the story of the movie. Yeah. Uh, but dude, the costumes that these kids were wearing were fucking immaculate. Yes. Um, you know, and obviously the show starts off and they have a, a little uh, twenty-one gun salute to Spinner with, uh, <laughs> with the cowbell. Um, yeah, 
got me a little bit. I'm not afraid to admit, you know, Ethan, that got me a little bit to the, the good old heartstrings. So, well, you know, fucking Spinner. Hey, who didn't love Spinner? Um, terrorists. That's who doesn't love Spinner. So, fucking terrorists. Christian terrorists. So, um, and they get this random lady with the queen, um, with the horn. And uh, Danny DeVito kind of made a joke about yeah, she's a very nice, pretty lady. Uh, but she's the only woman, because they filmed this in Toronto. Because parts sure. of Toronto, I was like, yeah, it's the only woman in Canada who didn't know how to skate. Uh, that was kind of funny. But, uh, you know, and then Bucky set up, up in the catwalk. Um, but, you know, the million-dollar question here, Ethan, is can you stay awake? Fuck no. You know, you got a hoople head there up in the rafters. No, good up, brother. So, no, up. Yeah, uh, and then Rando, uh, Rainbow Rando shows up. But the kids, kids still pop for him. You know, kids are wanting pictures and autographs and everything. So I'm Right. Like, oh. It's fucking Rainbow Randolph. They love the Rainbow Randolph. The kids don't understand the things that he did. Yeah. Um, you know, and we get more symbolism, obviously, as they're doing the whole thing with, with the money and the music. Um, they have someone making funny of the Nazis. Um, that lady singing opera, I guess she was a legit opera singer. Good. Uh, yeah, and that wasn't a backtrack. She was really an overdub. She was actually singing that, so... And then yeah. uh, we cut to the Chinatown scene, and, um, you know, once again, Spinner's dead. Yes. You know, um, and I guess all those words in Chinese say dead rhino. Um, but, yeah, then they send Spinner off into heaven. Oh. Uh, but, yeah, then Buggy finally wakes up. Uh, but, in, uh, no, in, uh, oh, Buggy wakes up. And he's got the laser pointer. He's jacked. He's all jacked up and everything. And Rainbow Randolph notices him. Um, he runs up and uh, yeah, he's going to save Smoochie. And as they're saying goodbye to Smoochie, um, yeah, he says goodbye. Or they're saying goodbye to Moochie. Sorry, you know, basically, you know, he takes a shot at him, and uh, but um, Rainbow Randolph tackles him just in time. Just in time. But dude, he shoots off the horn. Very shoots symbolic. The horn right off of his ass. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then uh, yeah, Rainbow tackles him, and then Bucky falls. Um, you know, they struggle for a little bit, and then they got the funny line. He's like random. He's like, "I never went to Venice," and then he hits the ground. Yes. Um, Which is super traumatic for anybody in attendance. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, usually a guy falling like that. But in the in um, and I guess the stunt stuntman really did that, so he fell on a wire, which I thought was a little. I mean, I get it, but I mean, obviously he stopped him a couple feet from the ice. But I was like, right, but another way they could film that, but right. Yeah, you know, I mean the whole. I mean, obviously I know this is Hollywood, but the whole Owen Hart thing was only three years right. before, so right. But you know, anyways, um. But at this point, obviously, Stokes and Burke know their plan is off. Um, and they run off. Uh, Burke runs off. <laughs> Smoochie runs, you know, runs off. Um, you know, but we never see him take off his ice skates. So, uh, his ice skates just magically disappear. But, um, you know, he, ch- uh, he chases Burke into a dead end. But uh, Burke gets dead, uh, gets dropped on him. Um, you know, and he, he's got him on the ground. And he tells him to use a gun. He got to cock the gun. But Nora comes out of nowhere. Um, where did she? Where did she get the gun from? Um, unless she unless she's carrying all the time. 
I mean, she's in the business. She might be. I'm trying to think of. I, if there's some kind of a, I, I can't remember if there's some kind of a struggle there or not. Unless she took, I mean, Smoochie took his gun, so maybe she just had his, so. Right. Who knows, so. Um, it was a great line. She's like, yeah, drop the gun, shithead, so. Um, but yeah, but this is where Smoochie loses it. Yes. We see that, that inner rage that we, we all can see what he might be capable of. Um, you know, he, he, he breaks his vow of nonviolence. Uh, but Nora calms him down, but then Tommy shows up. Um, and she's, Tommy's just got that very calming influence over him. And, uh, you know, and we, uh, we know, and then she asks a random question. Now, have you two ever traveled together before? Um, so I guess they got an outkick where we confirm that they were both killed. So, yes. Um, yeah. And then after that, uh, all's good. You know, Smoochie and Nora walking in Times Square. Uh, they do their kissy kissy thing. Um, I love the board behind them though. You know, all the different lines, Rainbow Randolph saves the day, and like the one yes. where, like, uh, what was it, Paranoid Lunatic with a Heart of Gold? <laughs> Just as, as they're making out. So, um, I thought that was pretty awesome. But, uh, yeah, and then it turns out that Rainbow Randolph and Smoochie are going to have a show together. Um, you know, do a bunch of skating. Um, Obviously, all of the fancy skating was done by an Olympi- Olympian. Sure. I don't know about you, do, but I don't know how those motherfuckers do those spans like that. It's insane. I, without throwing up. Man, it, it's insane. It's just like, it has I mean, a lot to do with, with the figure skating. It has a lot to do with the, the points at the, the tip. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it, it, still, it still amazes me every time when, when ballerinas do it, when ice skaters do it. So... Um, yeah, and I guess anytime you see like Rainbow's um, Rob Williams character, I guess listen, he's obviously in a platform. Right? Uh, yeah, yeah, this casino I was telling you earlier, two hundred and fifty thousand Christmas lights. Yeah, I don't doubt that for a minute. I mean, like, look at the the gigantic smoochy and Rainbow all in lights, like, um, you know, and people. I mean, credit to the production. Um, I mean. This yeah, obviously the dialogue really made this movie, but man, the production, like the different lighting and everything, was was fantastic. So, um, yeah, Ethan, I have to, I have to thank you. I have to admit, listen, the first time I watched it, and it does deserve a rewatch. You yes, know, you definitely got to do some digging. Um, I was really happy to uh, go back and rewatch it last night. It's been a couple of years. Yeah. Um, so, and I listen. I just had a couple of questions real quick before you wrap it up. So. You know, we talked about it only made, you know, like $8 million. Why do you think it bombed? Oh, man, I, I Maybe people just didn't know what to expect of it. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean when you, because I said, I remember my first thoughts when we, because, you know, we talked about doing this. He said, death of Smoochie. I'm like, I mean, the name kind of put me off. You know, I'm like, you know, it's just like. Obviously, it makes sense if you're not, you know, and sometimes that'll that'll keep people away. Oh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And I, I don't know if it was because I mean, nine eleven. I mean, this came out. <laughs> it was only six months after nine eleven. Anything taking place in New York? Maybe people. Maybe I. Yeah, I don't know. It's because there so, were a couple of small shots of the twin towers still in the movie. I didn't even caught that. 
Yeah, I mean, it was real vague, but I mean, you know, so I don't know. Um, be interesting to see what other movies came out around that time. I know Attack of the Clones was right around there, but yeah, it was interesting. But I'm glad it's it's gotten kind of a resurgence. Um, you know, I know said once again. I know I said it already, but thanks again for exposing me. But yeah, what a fun movie! Yeah, yeah definitely a very very fun one. Um, yeah, and listen, Robin Williams. I mean, three pretty dark characters. I mean, Insomnia, One Hour Photo, and this all in 2002. So right. He's definitely going through a dark period. Um, and anyone that hasn't seen it, if you like Robin Williams, check out Robin Williams on Broadway. That came out around the same time. Fucking hilarious. So good. He was so good, man. We, yeah. you know, beyond anything, you know, through this, you know, we we just lost a really, really wonderful entertainer and wonderful human being, Robin Williams. Yeah, I mean, he entertained us for, I mean... Yeah, I mean, almost uh, literally my entire life. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I mean, I was I was old enough to remember Mork and Mindy, um, and then him kind of breaking out of that role and everything. So, yeah, good. Yeah, I, I guess yeah. I have the benefit of you know that you know he had done so much before I was even born that you know I can yeah. go back. And see, you know, it's cool. I mean, with with modern technology that we have, the ways I mean. Yes, he's gone. We're not getting anything new, but I mean, we can still revisit stuff like this. So everything is so accessible. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. I mean, I just rented this from the library. So great. Yeah, or you can get it on the Jeff Bezos gimmick too. I mean, you can buy it from there. But you know how we feel about Jeffrey Bezos. I actually rented it off the YouTube because I didn't want to give Jeffrey Bezos my three dollars. Nice. That's crazy. You can rent movies off fucking YouTube. Yeah. Right. I know it's, it's, yeah, I know. I'm just the old man yelling at clouds. But, um, well, Ethan, listen, thanks again. Is there anything, uh, listen, you want to put over um, about the movie, about yourself? Um, um, oh, yeah. Mo- movie is really fun. I highly recommend anyone that, like, you know, grew up with that era of, you know, children's television to check it out. You know, if you were, if you were a kid that grew up on Barney the Dinosaur, this is some shit that you'd probably be entertained by. Um, yeah, as far as, uh, you know, anything else, you know, doing, doing the wrestling thing, uh, you said this airs Friday? No, it'll be, it'll be after, yeah, after Friday. So probably next week sometime. So lots of, uh, lots of great wrestling going on throughout the state of Wisconsin. Uh, you can catch me on a pretty regular basis in ACW and Oshkosh. ICW in wonderful West Dallas and BCW in Waukesha, Wisconsin. But I also make, you know, appearances all over the place. I love wrestling for fourth ball wrestling. Yeah. Uh, WPW in my hometown of Green Bay has had me back here in the last couple months here and hoping to be back there soon. Um, yeah, otherwise, you know, if you follow me on the, the social medias, just just find Ethan Ronio. If you can spell it based off of that pronunciation, awesome. I'm, you know, follow yeah. me there. You'll, you'll, you'll see me around. I'm, I'm usually pretty decent about uh, posting things about where I'll be and things of that nature. I've got the gimmicks of, you know, actual wrestler pages and things like that, but algorithms and Zuckerbergs and things like that have proven to me that it, everything just works better when you just use your regular profile. So 
Yeah, it's weird how that works. So, and you can it's the all most thing I've ever experienced, man. Like you, literally, the, the second that you make yourself an actual page, but don't have that blue check mark next to it, your visibility is decreased exponentially. It's, it's yeah, it's it's fucking weird. So I don't understand it. But you can hear about all these wonderful shows that Ethan's at at the Midwestern Wrestling Roundup. Heard also here on Visionaries Global Media. Cheap plug for myself, but um, yeah. But Ethan, yeah. Once again, dude, this is a blast. Um, this is everything I expected and more. Um, I mean, we definitely got about three hours of content, so it's gonna be a good listen for everybody. So oh, yeah, we we probably ended up talking longer than the movie was. Yeah, it's that's how it usually yeah. works. So I mean, we're so I mean so engaging. So. All right, dude. Well, I can't thank you enough, my friend, and I will see you on Friday. Always good talking with you, brother. All right. Thanks, High Fivers. All right, High Fivers, your boy High Five Tom. And just real quick, obviously, I want to thank Ethan uh, for coming on and reviewing this movie with me. Um, like, you know, we talked about in the episode, you know, this movie actually grew on me um, as the more I watched it. And actually, I'm um, just kind of doing the clips and everything here. Um, it really actually grew on me even a little bit more. Uh, so yeah, really enjoyed this, and I just want to thank Ethan. And uh, while doing some research, I did uh, go back and I found uh, uh, Robin Williams talking about this movie on Letterman. Uh, so I'm going to include that here shortly after I'm done rambling. Uh, but I'm also going to include because it's a it's a full interview. Um, about the first 11 minutes are just Robin Williams. Uh, I'm just talking to Dave, David Letterman, you know, about the uh, stuff and other things. And then I'll just do the, the last six minutes. So I'll include the clip on there. Uh, but yeah, thanks again to Ethan. I hope everyone enjoyed the episode and, uh, hopefully you stick with me here the last little bit to catch this, uh, this awesome interview with David Letterman and Robin Williams. So thank you so much, high fivers. And I'll talk to everybody soon. <laughs> This movie, Death at the Smoochie, I really enjoyed it. It's fantastic. It's very entertaining, very funny. You're fantastic in it as well. It's a wonderful kind of nasty movie directed yeah. by uh, people going, really? It, but it's, it's, it's like I was, it was so great to see you in this kind of a, a part. Oh, yeah. And, uh, it's you know, because it's like it's Danny DeVito, who is a, a nasty, funny man. Mm -hmm. Basically a troll without a bridge, you know? <laughs> Like, you know, if Brian De Palma directed Barney, you know, <laughs> I shoot you, you <laughs> and, and, and uh, do the, tell people what, what the story well, it's is. It's also written by one of your former writers, a great guy, a very funny guy, Adam Resnick. Yes, sir. Worked with us for many years, many years writing film, wrote a movie that you did. That's right. Yes. Cabin Boy. Yes. Is, is, is so funny and so entertaining to, to be around and his attitude is so great. If he called up and said, we're doing Cabin Boy 2, would you like to join us? I'd say, sure, I'm here. I put Count me in. And what are the odds of them doing Cabin well, Boy 2? I don't, I don't know. That. You and me in return to Club Paradise. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, we're going back. <laughs> this time without the ganja. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that was like, what, what the story is. The story is basically about the, the darker side of children's television mm -hmm. and people going, really? Um, I play uh, a kitty show host, Rainbow Randolph, who is like a, if uh, Liberace had a child with Mr. Rogers. Mm -hmm. <laughs>
going, maybe. <laughs> if Michael Jackson could be a best man. <laughs> um, and then I lose my job, and then they hire Ed Norton, who's this totally politically correct, mm-hmm. wonderful, sweet character who is basically a rhino. I mean, he dresses as the right. rhino, and he hosts the children's show, and I do anything in my power to destroy him. Right, when, when you were on top as the kids' show host, you, you were uh, deeply corrupt. You deeply were, corrupt, yeah. yes, yeah. a lot of payola. I was there, I'd, I'd put any kid in the front for a buck, you know. <laughs> Just like you did with those this people right there. Right. confront an old business associate uh, and as I say there are no small parts in acting and now I confront him and say I, you, you betrayed me alright here we go Robin Williams this is Danny Woodburn and Robin Williams mm-hmm. death to Smoochie so pretty I It's been a blast. Uh, I just want to thank New York for being the best. You are the best. And uh, tonight, tonight's Avery Fisher. And then uh, I get a couple of days off and take the children to one of those theme parks where you'll be going. Why don't we go on the rides? Because <laughs> Danny's colon can't hold. I see. I just have to say one thing, even though it's about children's television, do not bring the children because I don't want him, I mean, I don't want him, I don't want him, I don't want to have to, you have to tell your children and explain all the things or have the right. welfare worker go, come out. <laughs> I don't 
don't think that will no. happen. But, but it is. It's a, it's a very, it's a dark, it's an interesting kind of dark comedy. But very dark comedy. You know, like with the cookies. Yes. The very Freudian phallic cookies. Right. The first time Ed brought one out, uh -huh. he brought it out. And there are all these very sweet little Canadian children. Part of the show. Part of the show. He brings out the cookie. And one little kid right in the front, very sweet little cherubic eight-year-old kid goes, what the? <laughs> yeah.